Hi, Bloombo. Yeah, bye. That what he sounds like. Ah, uh, Bloombo left. <laughs> there he goes. Bye, bye, Bloombo. He had stuff to do. What does Bloombo have to do? I don't know. He, he did Bloombo things. We'll, <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 I'll bring him back next time. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Pound That Button, a PlayStation podcast hosted by people who play PlayStation. I'm CJ, and as always, I'm joined by Hunter and Alex. You. Bloombo left, but he's here in spirit. Bloombo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Back. back. Bloombo, you're here. <laughs> no, I'm not bad. Oh, no. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> what, does he, like, live in your closet or something? Yeah. he. I have, like, a box next to me, and he just kind of, like, comes out every now How and then. How big is he? He's, I mean, he's human size. When he lives in a box? Yeah, it's a big box. Oh, it's a big box. Okay, I thought we were talking about like a little box. No, it's big. It's a big boy box. He's human size, boy. but what is he? I don't know. He's a blimbo. Very helpful. He's a I mean, blimbo. He narrows it down. Apparently, we have a correction from last week. Yeah, we made a show. I'm sorry about that. We'll stop. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll, we won't see you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah. No, Bye-bye. It's going to be silence. End of the episode. Silence. All right. New, uh, all right, new game. Let's talk about some new games, boys. There's a fuck ton because the PlayStation 5 comes out. Who wants to run down some of these? Uh, I'll run them down. That's fine. Because you're the only one getting uh, them. <laughs> well, that's not true. I'm, I'm not getting, like, half of these games. I'm, I'm not getting a majority of these games. Let's just put that I'm in getting... perspective. One, two, three, four, five, six of them. I'm getting one. Maybe definitely cry. Two, three, four, five of them. You're getting a lot of them. <laughs> I well, might be getting one, two, three. Just like all of them. Look, may, like maybe, like maybe four, but I'm not going to be playing them until like dece- come December. <laughs> I'm just going to buy a bunch of PS5 games and then just hold on to them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the plan. All right, yeah. so starting at the beginning of the week, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out on the 10th with Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Uh, on the 12th, we have Bug Snacks, Demon Souls, uh, DMC5 Special Edition, and Godfall. Oh, and Spider-Man Miles Morales, and apparently Sackboy, A Ooh. Big Adventure, and Watch Dogs Legions. So we, there's a lot of shit coming out on the Legion 12th. on PS5. That's yeah. That's the launch day for the uh, PS5. Yeah, Watch Dogs Legion's on the PS5 because the game's already out on uh, current-gen consoles. Big boy day. So, uh, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War on the 13th with Yakuza Like a Dragon and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Hell yeah, dude. That's a stacked-ass week. It is a stacked week. It's that Halloween. It's not that Halloween. It's like Christmas shopping week, you know? Yeah. Things are actually starting to come out, and it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... This is a significantly more shit than we've had on this list in past episodes. Yeah. So in there's any a lot episode of stuff. ever. I mean, okay, well, yeah. to be fair, last week we had Chicken Police. I feel like that kind of stacked it. All yeah, right, well, did you get Chicken Police, CJ? Them, but... Did you get Chicken Police? No, but I saw it on the PlayStation no, Store. Because <laughs> he's a cheap bastard. He's not going to buy It nothing. is only 20 bucks. Uh, yeah, I, but it's worth I, $20. I honestly looked at it and thought about it. What was Spool's just... what was Spool's game on uh a Spool's game? Spool's show on Funhouse? Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but one I know that it was like a dollar like that. Yeah, like yeah. that he thought that for every dollar's worth of a game you paid for that it was worth that much in time, like Which, hour-wise. That's not a bad uh it's not a bad way to think about it. It's not a bad philosophy. Which especially with how cheap I buy most of my games, it yeah. especially Waits to my philosophy. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get Chicken Police on Black Friday when it's three ninety nine. 
<laughs> okay, I, I guess he died. Anyway, I said after. Like I thought it came through. No. <laughs> Me and Hunter were like, "Well, he died." <laughs> he was. We called him out on his bullshit and he had to leave. <laughs> Take over. Well, oh, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Okay. Hey man, at least you got so, some uh, fucking new games. All right, let's jump into the news. Uh, I thought this was really funny, actually. Sony threatened legal action against the uh, third-party PS5 plate makers that were going by the name PlateStation 5. (laughs) They were forced to change their name to customize my plates. Uh, Sony's requirements included they remove any traces or association for the PS5 from their website and ordered that they stop manufacturing and cancel all the orders on any plates altogether. So they've had to refund all the money that they've collected for making the plates, and now they sell vinyl skins like dbrand so I, I, i'm not really surprised because sony didn't even get to announce like that they were going to be selling their own plates or anything and this company was just like yeah well we're just going to capitalize that and do that i mean it's very anti-consumer what sony's doing but is anyone really surprised by this yeah it's a smart business yeah, move I, on plate station like- five yeah i feel like <laughs> you should have waited until at least the five came out before you start like immediately like no nah, man you got to get prepared I mean, yeah, but don't, like, advertise it before the thing's even out. Yeah, no, I feel like they had to give Sony, like, a grace period to put out their own plates or something before, uh, either that or just sell them on Etsy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody gives you shit if you're selling stuff on Etsy through, like, just a random store. It's only when you, like, build a website for yourself and start marketing that they're like, hey, what is that? You know? Yeah. So. Also, can I just say I love the freaking name PlayStation Five? It's really yeah, sad. I'm sad Sony, they had to... Sony's like that's awesome. We yeah. want that. You can't have that. Just take I'm off the five and call it PlayStation. I'll, I'll give them credit. That's a really good name. Yeah, I, I also think that Sony didn't want them associating this outside company with their brand when they weren't a part of their brand, which makes My sense. Brand. Our brand. Not if I'm gonna get smacked in the for it. Uh, <laughs> So, spoilers for Spider-Man Miles Morales are being posted online as physical copies of the game have begun shipping around the world, and uh, reviewers have gotten a hold of them. So, spoilers for things like the undisclosed abilities, suits we haven't seen yet, cutscenes for the end of the game, and an apparent post credit scene that's going to set up the next game we're floating around. So, anybody wanting to see that stuff firsthand, I recommend being extra careful at this point. It's probably best to stay off of the comment sections and places like Twitter so you don't see random images. Uh, even YouTube, I've unfollowed a few people already because they're posting in the thumbnails pictures of like the different skins that they haven't shown yet. And I'm like, I want to see this stuff for myself. So, yeah. it, it's really time to put on your spoiler blinders and do everything you can to avoid seeing stuff that you might not want to see. Yeah, what sucks about the uh, release of Miles Morales is it comes out around the same time as the five. Like, for me, when Spider-Man came out, I got that day one, I pre-ordered that, whatever, so I was playing it from the beginning. This, I'm waiting until I get the PS5, because I don't want to get the PS4 version. So it's really like his first time. I avoided all spoilers. On um, is going to be like just as good. I mean, I I wouldn't expect anything different, right? It's probably going to look better than the original game because they've had time to improve on it. So I I would say, Hunter, don't be afraid to you know get the game on PS4 and start playing it a little bit. I mean, if they're saying it's good and you want to get. And you want to get, like, the experience, though, and see the story. You know, the longer you wait, you don't know how long it's going to be before you can even get a PS5 at this point, right? Because 
of another thing we're going to talk about in a little bit, but it, it's just looking like it might be a lot harder. So if you're not like on the ball paying attention to these deals, you might be waiting a long time to play this. And you, you know how people are with spoilers and games. After like a month, they're like, it's fair game at this point. We don't really care if you're un- not caught up or not. If you wanted the game, you were going to get it at this point. So if if you're really like concerned about, and this goes doubly for anybody who's listening, like if you're really concerned about spoilers and you're not going to be getting a ps5 just get it on the ps4 you know you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you held out and you finally got your ps5 and then you saw a spoiler for the end of the game or something you know that would really Mm -hmm. suck so i I really and there's always the new game plus option you know plus you'll be able to play spider-man remastered on the ps5 so you're going to be getting that experience at some point it just might not be the first time but i i totally get where you're coming from if you really do want to wait but just saying, you might be putting yourself at risk there on that one. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna wait though. To be fair, like I, I just want to play it on the best version. I only, I don't want to buy the PS4 and then have to play it downgraded on the PS5 because I already have it. and I'm not spending another fucking six, uh, forty, seventy dollars on it just because I want it on the five. I'll just rather wait. Plus, yeah, I'm gonna wait you. for any deals that come up, see what's going on. I, even if it's like fifty dollars off, I, I'm not expecting it to be fucking. Oh man, it's two hundred dollars. No, I, I mean, uh, fucking, I don't. I wouldn't even expect that you're expecting so much as a deal as just to be able to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I just, I just want to be able to shipping. get one. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, <laughs> like I most people. Exist. Yeah, most people who are going to be buying a PS5 on Black Friday, you know, I think they're willing to spend like six hundred plus dollars on like another controller in a game. It's just like they just want one at this point. Right. It's like even me, yeah. I just bought the console and I spent like five hundred and fifty dollars on it. And I didn't get anything else yet. I haven't bought controllers, I haven't bought a game for it yet, you know, I haven't bought anything. So it's a cost and people there's a lot of people I saw one dude I follow on YouTube actually, he was like, Oh, it's coming out next week and there's still no sign of getting one, so I paid a scammer on eBay for one. It's like Ugh. <laughs> It's like, oh, man, they really want to be able to make content with this thing. And it's like, if you didn't get in with Sony, people are going to some drastic measures to get their PS5s, paying upwards of $1,000 for Justice. Or if I go to GameStop and then I see one randomly. Most of the GameStops I go to saying we're not taking pre-orders for the PS5. And I'm like, (laughs) oof. Way to fuck yourself on that one, GameStop. Yeah, it really do kind of suck. Yeah. All right, well, mo- moving on to the next bit of news, uh, we- I actually wrote a whole thing here earlier in the week about how the original Shepard voice actor in Mass Effect was going to be doing a live stream with some people this weekend. And actually, as of the day of the recording, that live stream has taken place and it was announced that Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming in Woo! spring 2021. It's going to oh, be, yeah. I believe, CJ, you said remastered versions of the original games for yeah, they, uh, PS4, from what I... Xbox One, Series X and PS5, right? Yeah, from what I saw, it was, like, enhanced, like, frame rate, graphics, textures, like, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember I, reading somewhere that it took so long because they really wanted to put a lot of polish on the first game because that one looks significantly oh, worse than the other yeah. two. So, hopefully, I'm looking forward to seeing what it is they show off. I mean, I think they put out a little teaser trailer that none of us have watched yet. I'm definitely going to check that out after we're done recording, but I, it, I'm excited for this. I'm really excited for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, wa- I, wa- I did watch the teaser trailer super quickly. I mean, it's it's not like any gameplay footage. It's just like, you know, a bunch of the models of like characters from Mass Effect, like looking cool. And then like Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh. But uh, from the one article I did read, it's like I said, up- upgraded uh, textures, shaders, models, effects, uh, technical features. 
and a modernized experience, as they said, along with faster frame rates and uh, visual enhancements. So oh, I'm super excited. They tweak the gameplay, then that would be cool. Yeah, it's especially like a trilogy in its in its that entirety. Was like, mm-hmm. I went back to the first one like a while ago when it like finally released on PS3, and it's a little like rough around the edges compared to like two and three. Oh, so, definitely. So if they like update that one more to be more like two and three, I'll be super happy. And I think I'm just happy to have an excuse to play through Mass Effect again. Yeah, I, I never played the I, first I got one. Into this, yeah, I, I played uh, Mass Effect 2 first, and I liked mm-hmm. that one so much. I played, I moved on to 3. And then I waited uh, until the trilogy actually got released on the Xbox and the PS3. And that's when I went back and I played through all three of the games. And <laughs> one's not bad. It definitely has done some aging and it does not look as good as the other two especially the shepherd face model <laughs> you can see the differences when you carry over your custom character if you change the face and bring it over to two you're like what the fuck so yeah. you're like, so, oh. yeah. so I, i'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of enhancements they've been making i mean they really bioware really needs a win <laughs> yeah yeah all right, moving on to the next bit. This isn't really uh, relative to the games so much. I guess kind of is. The PS5 out of the box comes with an HDMI 2.1 cable, uh, which allows people with 120 hertz displays to take advantage of the 120 uh, frames per second options that are going to be available in some upcoming games. Like DMC5 Special Edition, they're going to have a 120 frames mode, which I'm not going to be able to use because my 4k tv doesn't support that i told you guys once i have a lower end 4k tv and i found out recently doing some research just how lower end it is so that's cool i might be buying a new tv next year we'll see (laughs) (laughs) just play in the living room yeah i it'll be super cool like this the whole 120 frames option like i mean i can't imagine like how some of these games are gonna yeah exactly i feel like i'm gonna like have my eyes boiled from looking at it it's gonna be so good I mean, I'm excited for 60 frames because obviously, like the PS2 games that were getting remastered, those look amazing in 60. It's like I've never played yeah. something. Nevertheless, I don't even think I've ever watched something on a display that's capable of handling 120 frames. I didn't so, even know it went up to 120. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. 60 I, was I'm, the best. Kind of curious, and that's part of the reason I want like a new TV now. I'm like, man, I'm gonna have this brand new console that can do this thing, but my TV can't even like support the feature. So, I think next year I'll probably cop a cheaper 4K TV because they just keep going. They go down in value like every time. Yeah, dude, I'm getting recommended deals already. I saw one. It was a 50 inch 4K television. Uh, it was like 400 dollars, and it was like chopped in half for like eight hundred. I'm like, that's, that's great. If I didn't just buy good. a PS5, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> quick, you drop a quick one K on your fucking PlayStation Five because you get the controller, the games, the TV, and the system. <laughs> yeah, my brand new fucking setup, dude. Please, I bought the PS5 and I was like, ah, I'm coming, Elizabeth. So, <laughs> uh, Moving on to the next bit, this is actually what we were talking about, making it harder to get these things. Sony announced in a recent blog post they won't be selling PS5s in-store on release day. Uh, To mitigate the COVID-19 spread, they've opted for online sales only. So I'm not entirely sure because the way they worded it is a little weird. But from what I understand, they're going to be having the consoles in stores and available to sell, not just from the pre-orders. I believe you can go online and purchase for an in-store pickup 
if they have the console in store and then you go and mm-hmm. pick it up. But if you go to GameStop and you say, hey, do you have a PS5? They're going to be like, you have to buy it online and come back, you know, mm-hmm. I don't because I don't think they want people obviously gathering at the counter. And if you go online and it says this GameStop has a PS5 and you buy it, then you're obviously going to go in and just get it. So yeah. then it won't be the spread. So, I mean, it's a smart play on Sony. You know, they don't want to they don't want to spread the uh, virus around, but just like how retailers like Walmart and Best Buy and stuff drop their pre-orders early, I totally believe that some stores are going to be selling these things in store. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there are managers who are going to be like, oh, you know, we got to meet our quotas, so just put it out mm-hmm. on the floor and let them buy it, right? Yeah. So, uh, as much as Sony says that it's not going to be happening, feel free, I would say, if you're willing to go to a Walmart or something or a GameStop and look around, look, there's no harm in asking, you know, exactly. maybe they might have in the one. back for I mean, me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Don't go in expecting to get one, but there is no harm in asking. I, I definitely yeah. think that you should try and ask. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. I'm probably going to ask right around, um, Thanksgiving time. I'm going to start searching for stuff because hopefully they would restock mm. before and after black Friday. Whether or not I, I get mean, it on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or whatever, I'm still going to get one after, probably December-ish. In December, I mean. I, mean, I hope that you guys can get them. Sony projected that they're going to sell, like, 70 million or something by March a couple weeks ago. So, uh, I'm imagining that after the initial wave, there's going to be more because of that statement. But mm-hmm. right now, it's looking terrible. I mean, I've been signed up for Best Buy and Amazon. Like, I already have my pre-order, but I stayed signed up for the uh, notices so I could pass them off to you guys if I ever got them. Mm-hmm. And oh. I checked my I checked my email every single day for shit, and I have not seen a single one of these updates. Yeah. So it, it, it's pretty it it's pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry if anybody's hearing that drilling above me. I'm literally having the roof redone and my skylight switched out. And it, there's no room I can hide because every room in this house has skylights. And <laughs> there is just noise everywhere. So, Hopefully and they're going to be doing it for the next, yeah, they're going to be doing it for the next two days. So it's not like we could have even put it off for tomorrow for a quieter podcast. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry for anybody who is being distracted by this if it's a nightmare. It's all good, man. <laughs> we'll just be louder. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, screaming. Uh, so last bit of news that I just want to talk about real quick. I saw on Twitter that uh, the PS5's operating system is going to ha- introduce this thing called game presets, where it's pretty much you can have it so you're pl- like whenever you start like do stuff within certain games, like you it'll the PlayStation will automatically turn like these settings on. So like easy mode that means it'll easy be... mode easy mode yeah exactly <laughs> so you can do stuff like that you can automatically have it when you start new games like the the difficulty will be set to easy you could have it so whenever there's an option for subtitles that it's on like you know changing the audio settings like ca- different camera settings like if you can alternate between first person and third person or like the camera sensitivity i think and mm-hmm. performance settings and it seem it seems cool and i li- i really like the idea that you can like have like this universal checklist that the ps5 can just go through when you start up a new game have it be like oh yeah just hit new game and then do you don't have to go through okay what difficulty do you want do you want subtitles on how about the audio like you can just have that all preset for you and then go in and be ready to play and i feel like that's pretty cool that's pretty nice i I mean there are definitely some games that i prefer to play without subtitles like when i play uncharted Mm -hmm. i like to watch the cutscenes without it because it's like watching a movie yeah Yeah. Uh, I I can definitely see myself using that uh, those features. 
Yeah, I realized I'm a hypocrite because I hate watching anime in sub, and I prefer it in dub because I can multitask or, like, you know, turn around or look away or something and still be able to understand what's going on without having to read the screen and, you know, watch the action. But every mm-hmm. video game I play, except for Spider-Man, I think, because I was actually fully engulfed in that, uh, I put the subtitles on. So I'll <laughs> watch what's happening on the screen, hear what's happening, but then also read it so I absorb all the information. And I think it's pretty hypocritical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, it, it, fuck, it, it fuck subs, man, but then I always have subs yeah. on my game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the same. I put the subtitles on for Spider-Man as well because I was like, I don't want to miss anything. Uncharted, I don't know. It's one of those series where it's like, they're saying too much bullshit for me to keep up with anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I always yeah. have, whenever it's like, you know, the subtitles on for only cutscenes, or you can have it on for everything. I always hit everything, because I'll be sneaking around in, like, an Assassin's Creed game, and I'll hear someone talking around the corner, and then I'll get subtitles, and I'm like, someone's there. (laughs) I find it as a benefit, just in case I'm not fully paying attention to to my surroundings, or if I'm talking to you guys while I'm playing. You know? Sometimes, sometimes the subtitles, I think, in those more cinematic experiences, ruin things. Like I, I was, I'm thinking of The Last of Us Two in particular. There's a moment in there where it's like you think a character gets like offed, and then like five minutes later, they're like doing a slow reveal of people talking in the room, and then you just see the character's name in the subtitles. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> beats the purpose yeah it's like oh I, I guess they didn't die like before the game yeah. got to reveal it the subtitles gave it away <laughs> so it is what it is let's move yeah. on to the topic our top 10 woo, favorite woo, games woo. this console generation yeah. now I'm gonna lay out some rules because a lot of rules. we're a playstation podcast I know we don't always act like it but we are <laughs> so all the titles on this list they must have been released on the ps4 they can be cross platform but they have to be released on the PS4. There is no exception on that one. Uh, the games have, they can't be PC, Xbox, or Nintendo exclusives of any kind, and we're not doing remasters that originally released on the PS3, Xbox 360. So games like the Crash and Spyro trilogies would work here because they're remakes of old games that have been overhauled to look like new games. Uh, but games like the Kingdom Hearts uh, collections, the Nathan Drake collections, the Jack and the Sly collections are all off limits because they're literally just like slight graphical Sly never came to PS4, old, yeah. unfortunately. Oh, Sly never even came to PS4. So they yeah. jacked it. Yeah, the, an extra knife in the back of the Sly Cooper franchise dying yeah. for me is that it never just got released Give us on all PS4. four games on one console. God. I mean, not only games yeah. on PS3, but a modern console. Yeah. God, please. Also, not gonna lie, this list I feel like, at least for me, was a lot harder to make than like favorite games or whatever, just because I was like, oh shit, well, what? You're uh, limited what... to only what you've played on the PlayStation Five. Like, I, I some of my favorite I... games include PS2 games, Nintendo games, a couple Xbox games, like Wake. Like, I love that shit, but it can only be PS4 games. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, but it, it also was just the fact of that. I'm like sh- that. I came to the realization. I'm like shit. A lot of the old games, a lot of the games that I like on the PS4 are just old games that got brought up to the PS4. And I'm like, shit. Well, that was the point of the list, right? I wanted you guys to pick out the next gen or current gen, rather, titles. Things Mm -hmm. that we could only have played on this console. I mean, there's some stuff on here that I think there's an argument that could be made. It was playable. It could have been playable on PS3, but it didn't come out on Black Flag is uh, a big no, but yeah, it's there. CJ. No, it came out on both of them at the same time. No, it didn't. It came out on PS3 and Xbox first, and then a year and a half later, it came out on the PS4. Well, Syndicate no, it, and it Unity dro- were on titles. P- it, it dropped on the PS3 and PS4 at the same time. Oh, wait, it did? So, oh, yeah. sweet. Still on the run, no, baby. No, Black Flag didn't. Yeah, it did. No, it did not. No. 
I think Rogue was the one that came out at a goofy time. Rogue, no, Rogue, Rogue was the one that came out at the like, same time as Unity because Unity was the PS4 version. So Assassin's they were like, Creed shit, we need 4, one that Black comes out. Black Flag came out October 29th, 2013, and the PS4 came out like two weeks later. So. Eh, no, I thought the PS4 came out. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> We've already had this discussion like four times, but if by all means, we can have it again. Yeah, Black Flag. <laughs> was first released on, for PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Wii U in October 2013, and a month later for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows. Really? Yeah. PS4 came out November 15th, 2013. I feel like I played Black Flag way before I got a PS4. Black Flag was literally the first game I played on my PS4. It came with my PS4. Oh, <laughs> it was like a launch title. Yeah, it, it, I, got, I remember being excited because I got that, and I got Call of Duty, which I didn't care about. I was really in it for Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I remember Unity being the big old launch title for Assassin's Creed. No, Unity was the first one, I believe, that was exclusively PS4. Uh, like, yes, it didn't yes. come out on PS3 or Xbox yeah, 360. That was the first. It only came out on PS4 and uh, Xbox One. Which is why they released Rogue at the same time, because they were like, we're going to be releasing Unity for PS4. So what are the PS3 people going to play? And they're like, oh, let's just give them Rogue. And Unity was the game that everyone was like, is this what the next gen of Assassin's Creed is going to look like? Because it's a broken buggy mess. <laughs> hey, man, but it was fun and the story was okay. So so like, Assassin's know. Creed 4 is totally applicable because it technically did come out on the PS4. So mm, okay. I, I had to back check so many of my games to make sure that they did come out on the PS4 and not like, you know, I, they didn't come out on the fucking PlayStation 1, just to make I, sure. I was the same way. And I was thinking, actually, when I looked at Assassin's Creed 4, because I was like, that is a game that came out on the PS3, but it technically wasn't remastered for the PS4. It was made alongside the PS3 version. Yeah. Like they were making them at the same time, mm -hmm. so technically it yeah. fits. So I kind yeah. of simultaneous. Uh, I, I will say for me, this list was very hard to make as well. The way I did mine, I don't know how you guys did yours. I just went through my uh, trophy list and same. I picked out like all the games that were PS4 <laughs> oh, games, and same. it was like something like 70 titles. And then I cut out the remasters, and it was down to like. Uh, 55 or some shit like that. Yeah, well, yeah. Lucky for me, my and, uh, PlayStation account I made right when I, like, I made a new PlayStation account when I got the PS4, so all my games were PS4 based, except for one of the Sly Coopers. Yeah, I, I didn't have that luxury. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked out a bunch. I just picked out a bunch of my favorites and then like narrowed that down and was like, okay, now let me make sure that all of these were released in the PS4 first. Nice. <laughs> right. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to start from our number 10. I think I'll go first, right? And then on 9, Hunter, you can go first. And then on 8, CJ, you can go first. And then on 7, we'll loop back around and we'll just do sure. that as we go. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, I think that would probably be the best way. Sounds like a plan, so. Stan. Let's start with our number 10s. My number 10 is Titanfall 2. Now, I it it took me some struggling to put this on the list at all because it's a very fun game to play. Hunter, you know I love this game. It's a good game. I, I went back and forth with this in Apex Legends, but I know for a fact, I play Apex more, but I know for a fact I have more fun playing Titanfall 2. So I had to pick Titanfall game. 2. My biggest problem with putting this game on the list was that the campaign has like zero replay value, so it's pretty much a multiplayer game. And I was like, do I put a multiplayer game on my top 10 favorite games list and then i was like it's my top 10 favorite games i love titanfall 2 i'm gonna put that shit on the list so yeah, titanfall 2 is my number 10 uh mostly because the story didn't really carry me as far as i wanted it to like when it was over i wanted so much more and then i never got mm -hmm. it so like 
eh. And unfortunately, and we'll never get a Titanfall three. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like we're getting Titanfall three with the way that respawn is focused on Apex Legends right now, and, and that Star takes Wars. place in the Titanfall universe, yeah. and they're doing Star Wars now, so. It, it's definitely one of those games that I'm very happy I got to play. I'm very happy it came out, and it, it was a really good time, Hunter. Yeah, Actually, I think you got it on launch. Got, you're the one. You're the one who asked me to get it. No, I bought it. Um, I think a couple weeks after launch because it was it. It came out, and I bought this and Dishonored Two at the same time. I actually bought Dishonored Two. And then you told me to get Titanfall because it was on sale around like Black Friday or something. And I had never played it. I had no interest in it. And I bought it. I played through the campaign. I got decent enough at it. And then you and I, we just fucking played the shit out of it. Oh, dude, we wrecked multiplayer. We were always really good. Yeah, I I have a lot of fond memories of us playing Titanfall. I'm good at mobility-based shooters, which is why I try to play Octane in Apex Legends. Mm -hmm. Even though I suck at that game. Yeah, I had to put it on my list. So that's my number 10. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It is a really sweet game. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I I really hope that uh, respawn does do something with it. Even if they add a pilot to Apex, just I, to hold us I over. Want, I I have an idea for a legend they could do a pilot that's no longer with their group, right? And they call in like a ratty Titan that's pulled together with like junk parts, and it only lasts for like ten seconds or twenty seconds or something, just long enough for you kill. to get in, wreak some havoc. Yeah, it's easy to you kill. You tiny titan. And and then at the end, it just kind of falls apart or explodes or something, and you get tight. You get pilot ejected out, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you just and then you go into a dive. So, but that's my cool. that's my plan. They get double jumps and wall runs. They don't have a an ability though because they have the double jumps on the wall runs, and that's a yeah, really that's big like buff up. Yeah. yeah, that's the really big buff up. So, Titan means they get triple jumps with Octane. <laughs> well, yeah, they jump on the pad, three jumps, <laughs> infinite jumps. I mean, and that, well, that would be the ba- that's why they'd have no ability, right? You have to balance yeah. it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should work for the uh, respawn team. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't program anything, but I have a lot of good ideas. Oh uh, yeah, they have. Um, uh, you can't be CCO because that's a huge thing for a newbie. But you can easily be part of like the creative staff. It's got to be a thing. I'm join the writing team. Yeah. <laughs> then you know, there's a Fortnite writing team, so there's definitely an Apex writing team. <laughs> yeah, did you know Fortnite has a story mode? Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> remember nobody plays it. I think CJ plays it. You remember? I don't. I'm like one of the two people that bought the that paid twenty dollars for the story mode. Yeah, Alright, if we spend this much time tangenting off of every single game, then we're never going to get this list done. Alright, we'll try to go quicker. Uh, so my number <laughs> 10 game is Murdered Soul Suspect. I swear to God, it's good. Uh, not a lot of people like this game. You play as a uh, cop who gets murdered. Oh, man. And you become a ghost. You are the sole suspect, and you have to go solve crimes. <laughs> So that's the story. I watched somebody play, like, the beginning, and he's like, I have no idea what's happening. So he's dead? Yeah, no, you get killed by... You get shot by someone who has ghost bullets. And, like, you... (laughs) He's, like, a spirit gun. It's really stupid. He has, like, a spirit gun, and that's why the holes are, like, a weird color. You fall out a window, and then you wake up, and you're a ghost, and you have to solve your own murder while also figuring out what's going on in this town. Turns out it's witches. Comes out of nowhere. (laughs) That sounds whack. <laughs> it, it, it's only like a five-hour game, but it is really cool to see how they do the ghost mechanics. Like, you can't walk into doors that are closed. They kind of do it like um, Dracula rules, where it either has to be opened or you have to be invited in, which I think is really cool. Yeah. 
And you can also walk cool. through people in cars. Like, there's a me and CJ played a, uh, back when I was showing him the game, and you can stand inside things. So he stood inside a gas pump and made his penis the gas pump. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was like the perfect height, and the guy kept like leaning in to like grab the gas, and I'm like, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey. And I think you can also get a couple other powers. Like, I think you can possess a cat at one point. Don't quote me yeah. on that, though. I haven't played in a couple no, there years. Is. Yeah, there's a part where you possess okay. a cat. I, I got it when it was like $3 on um, PlayStation Plus last year. Guess how much it is today? $2. Please buy it. Uh, there's a <laughs> sale going on I right now. I think it was free at one point, wasn't it? It no, was. That, we, might it ha- was? we might have it. I feel like it might have been. I don't think it was ever No, wait, no, it might not have been. I don't know. I, don't know. I remember it being $5, and I got it, because I was like, I like this game. I bought it on disc a while ago, and then I got rid of it, because I was like, I'm never going to play this game again. But then I was sitting there like, you know what? I kind of like this game. I'll buy it for $5. And now it's only $2, so please get it. I could play this game. Yeah. I could do it again. I'm thinking about replaying it, too. I But then again, I tried to replay Syndicate, and I was like, f- three hours in, and I was like, I'm good. There's a lot to do. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not like I'm streaming for anybody. I'm just playing by myself. It's kind of a turn off playing some older Ubisoft games now. It's like there's just too much shit to do, and it's not new. I don't want. If to I was it. a streamer or like I was doing it for like a YouTube thing, like it would be different because then I'd be experiencing it with other people. But I'm just doing it by myself in my room, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So please play Murder It's All Suspect. It's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right uh my number 10 uh dark souls 3 oh, yeah. uh this was the first dark souls game that i ever played and it kicked my ass a lot but it was also like one of the most fun times i've had with a game like fun on the ps4 friends. fun with friends yeah well i mean fun with friends and it was also fun being like being like whenever you would be like i can't beat it without friends and then i'd be like i went through the whole game without friends because <laughs> well, i suck at video games i'm not patient I know, and that was that was the funniest part was that like you you would also be like I need help, and I'd be like okay, and then we just go in and like destroy whatever you needed to destroy. We do it in one shot because I'm like I get pretty far, and then they kill me with bullshit, and you're like I got this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is like cold my beer, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I really like this game. Like I like the fact that it is like challenging, and it's like very much like learning how the bosses work, and like learning the environment and learning the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like that, and that's why it's down down there at number ten. I haven't I haven't played it since I played through it. Like I played through it like three times when I first was like really into it, and haven't gone back since. But I'm half tempted to go back and like try it again. I want to play one once a Demon yeah, Souls comes out. I want to play that one to see how like even though it's like remastered and stuff. I want to see how like that one plays and how that one started everything. And then I want to jump into Dark Souls one, even though I hear the remaster's trash. And then two, I've played, and it's really hard. I hate that game. Uh, three, and Bloodborne again. I want to go through the whole Souls thing, except for Sekiro. I don't think I'll like that one. Do you think that they'll make uh, remake Dark Souls, like the first Dark Souls, now that they've done Demon Souls? Because Dark Souls money. is really dated, too. Like, I feel... If you go back to that game now... Yeah, I was bad. just... I was going to say, like, I've been seeing some of the footage from, like, the Demon Souls remaster, and it looks really good, and like the sad part is that it like I'm looking I'm looking at that and then I go back and look at like any Dark Souls game like pro, like you know uh, after the original Demon Souls released and it's like they just all look like nowhere near as good comparatively like at least visually wise mm. like you know animations are like super smooth and everything just looks like so crisp and it's like you go back to like D- Dark Souls two or Dark Souls three or even one and it's like ugh. Yeah, but they don't look as good. Yeah, I mean, I could say I could definitely see a remake happening, 
but I feel like that since they re air quotes remastered Dark Souls one like not too long ago, I feel like we might still be a bit off before we get that. Yeah, it's still a bit out. Yeah, like yeah, maybe I mean, they not, might even want to make their money. next game. They might yeah, want to move on to their next game before they make another uh, remake or remaster. Bloodborne yeah. two, Bloodborne two, Bloodborne, Bloodborne two, two, Bloodborne two, PS five. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just saying. We're all just saying. We're all just. Saying. It needs to be PS5 exclusive though. Don't don't do me a disservice and make it for the PS4 as well. Put all of your effort into the next gen hardware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to number nine then. By the way, CJ, I hate you. It's too low. Uh, number nine. <laughs> <laughs> My number nine is Sonic Mania. Hell yeah, dude! The game was awesome. Yeah, man. One of my favorite awesome. games of all time is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So when I heard they were making a new Sonic game in the style of the old, like, what is it, 16 bits? I don't even know how much. I, I told you, we don't know about the bits. <laughs> we're not good about the bits. Um, how many bits dude, is 2D Sonic? I absolutely loved Sonic Mania. I remember playing through it a couple 16. times with each character. 16 bits. <laughs> playing through a couple times with each character. And then when they announced Mania Plus, I was like, <gasps> and they added Mighty yes. the Armadillo, who is like a fucking nobody character from Chaotix. And then they added... He's a deep guy. He's a, he's a deep cut. Same with Ray the Flying Squirrel. Yeah. He's a, he's a deeper cut than fucking uh, Mighty. At least Mighty was in a game. I think Ray was only in the comics. Yeah, I think he was in, like, the cartoon, maybe. Yeah, he was in one of them. And I really wanted them to add um, a couple more characters to it, but maybe we'll see a Sonic Mania sequel at some point. Because that Ooh, game yeah. made money. And, Son and the Sonic team finally realized, oh, man, we should make games for the fans by right. the fans. Yeah, it's like, oh man, we let the fan like you know, we let the fans get like the keys to the Sonic like castle, and like they made us a lot of money, and then we made Sonic Forces, and people were like, I don't like it. Well, no, they, <laughs> uh, the guys who were making Sonic Mania were making it as a fan game, and then Sega approached them and was like, "What if we give you money?" And they were like, "Nut." So really uh, I'm pretty guy. sure the guy who made it, he was the one who makes the mobile ports of the uh, oh yeah, original he also does Sonic the games ports too. Yeah. And he did, like, an entire remake, I believe, of Sonic 3 with, like, updated assets or something. So yeah. they were like, hey, man, do you want to yeah, make a Sonic game okay. for us? Yeah. I, I and then they were like, oh, shit, it And supporting. Yeah, I mean, Sonic's one of my favorite uh, video game icons of all time. I, mm -hmm. I have Spoiler, I didn't put Sonic Mania on this list, but I, I would totally have put it on this list if it was, like, a top 20. It'd be in there. <laughs> it's in your honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. It's not, but well, it will well, be. Not, not even, but... <laughs> not even? Well, it, it just doesn't feel like a next-gen game, you know? And that's, yeah. That was my oh, struggle. Oh, no, no, I get it. I just like it a lot, it and it came out of PS4. I'm like, <laughs> is this a game that I could have played on the PS3 or even, like, the PS2? Yes. You could have played Sonic but, Mania on the fucking you know, Sega CD. Yeah, so... <laughs> the Sega you know, Saturn, or the Dreamcast. And that was my big thing, but I really did like this game a lot. It was a yeah. really good one. It's good shit. Yeah. Mean Bean Machine. We talked about boss fights a couple episodes ago. Mean Bean Machine from Sonic Mania. It's great. <laughs> mean yes. Bean Machine. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number nine. Uh, I'm sure people are going to be raising their pitchforks at me, specifically Hunter, about this. Uh, number nine, Spider-Man. So, so <laughs> let me let me preface this. I'm good. I'm not going to go too in detail because spoiler alert, it might show up later on in the list. But I think that. <laughs> but I think so. I think that this did for like you know, licensed games, like, what bat what the Arkham series did for licensed games back in, like, the PS3 era, where, like, sure. it set, like, the bar for, like, you do, you know, you can make a really good, like, Spider-Man game mm -hmm. and, like, have it be, like, fun and, like, 
and have it be like explorative and like have the web slinging be actually good and not like dog shit like most of the other Spider-Man games. Mm-hmm. And like, and I and I really like what the game does. But I mean, I I enjoyed it. I just don't think I put it up near the top like three or whatever. Is you the also is have my a own... very niche sense of uh, taste. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you'll. I mean, you'll. You've seen from my other picks and whatnot that yeah, it's... your top, uh, your six and five are very niche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, You're they are guy. pretty. It is what it is. They are pretty, pretty. Yeah, I am the indie guy. I like, I like, fun. I like fun. Nice <laughs> man. I, I like fun. That. But uh, but yeah, Spider Man. I think it's an awesome game, and I'm sure uh, you two will have plenty to say about it come later down the line. So oh, I'll sure. leave it at that. Wow, he fucking tore it up. <laughs> Alex. Number nine. Yeah, man. My number nine is a uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Actually, I'm surprised because... this isn't higher. Well, I, I would have put it higher, but it, my problem is the length. Obviously, it's just not long enough to it's only a for me to justify. But well, yeah, if it was a, if it was like me, even just like ten hours longer, I might put it a little bit further down because yeah. they ended in such like a spot where it's like I really want to see what happens next, but. Uh, I had to put it on the list because I didn't really enjoy playing the original Final Fantasy VII. That might have been because I was a, like a little bit younger and I wasn't really paying attention to all the dialogue, so not everything really caught with me. But also, I relate more to when the people actually look like people and emote like people, and not squares and and not tiny little square Lego people. Yeah. <laughs> so, but <laughs> that's not to say you know I don't like old games. I mean, Final Fantasy IX, obviously one of my favorite games, and they mm-hmm. don't have like real emotes or anything except for when you move over to the cutscenes. But uh, I like everything about final fantasy 7 remake more than i like about anything in the original game so for me this one i felt like square did such a great job with it and i would be doing them a disservice if i didn't put this game on my list because they did something i never thought was possible they made me want to play final fantasy 7 more (laughs) my big thing is why call it final fantasy 7 remake if it's only a fourth of the game it's not a remake of the entire thing it's a remake of a fourth of it. They should call it no, Final Fantasy no Remake Part 1. I, I'm not trying to spoil t- uh, too much because I know you guys haven't played it, but you probably wouldn't get it or care anyway. It's not even a remake. It's a continuation that takes place after the movie that takes place after the original game. Advent so this Children? is actually taking place after Advent Children in like a separate timeline from the original game. Oh wow, that do like that? Make, it doesn't even make it? any more sense. How do I know that? Because I played the original game, I watched Advent Children, and I played this game, and there's like a million context clues. There's a there's actually a moment where spoiler for Final Fantasy VII because you guys don't already know where Aerith dies. Uh, there's a moment where Cloud, when he first meets Aerith in the remake, he has like a quick flash forward to the moment when she dies. And you don't see her die. Like, it's just her material falling out of her um, her hair. And it's like, if you played the original game, you know what's happening. So, obviously, like, when he touches her hand, why is he getting a flash to this? Obviously, this must have happened already in another timeline. Because in the original game, he didn't get a flash to this. He just met her, right? So... Unless These are the little things that they kind of say. Cool new movies well, also, the, the entire ending of Final Fantasy VII Remake, where they leave Midgar, is completely different. <laughs> I, I, again, I don't want to spoil things, and you guys haven't played the original, but mm-hmm. things are very different. Now here's things my question. So completely different. Here's my question. Do you think they'll keep Aerith alive? You know, and that's the interesting thing with this remake. 
the story can be completely different now because of the way they ended this. The story's already completely different from the original game in a sense because of the things that we know and the information that they're like changing and skewing. They're just changing stuff. I, I mean, it's not the same game. It's not a remake. It's categorically different, objectively different. I mean, it's not the same game. The I mean, there's a lot of similar stuff. I've seen a lot of the same like. Oh, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Midgar, for the most part, it's very similar. It's expanded. But when I'm telling you, man, when you get to the ending of like, like the game is relatively the same from the original with a few minor changes and little things that you're like, oh, what's happening here? But when you get to the last chapter and I'm just going to spoil it because everyone knows Sephiroth, Sephiroth shows up. And everything gets completely changed from the original game. And Cloud starts bouncing around like he was doing in Advent Children and fucking cutting through buildings and fucking going insane. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, none of this (laughs) happened in the original game. You know, it's like he's almost being transported to a point in time where he's at his best, where he could have fought Sephiroth, where he was the soldier. And because he doesn't do anything like this throughout the rest of the game, you know, it's like he does cool flippy moves. He does like amazing things. But the ending of this game is just so different and bombastic from everything else that's happened. It's ridiculous, dude. It is insane. The end. Maybe I'll actually check it out. I've always been hesitant on trying it. Final Fantasy VII remake. It is so good, especially if you like the more uh, action style gameplay, because that's what it does. The game is so fucking good, man. It was a great time. If, it, yeah, if we were doing just games this year, which we probably will do games this year later on, that oh, yeah, we got to do going to be we got to do game of the year down the line, boy. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to be higher up for sure on that list. I, I spoiler, I'm putting it on that list. <laughs> we'll also do our live reactions yeah. to uh, the game awards. Yes, yeah, we can. We'll, yeah, we'll just rec- we'll we'll throw it on and then we'll just all record it and that'll be the podcast for that. Yeah, week. and then I'll just well, I'll release it the day um, right when it's done. I'll release it. Yeah. It won't be live reactions, it'll but... just be reactions. Mm. Alright, so that was my number nine. Uh, CJ, you can go on to number so, eight. Alright, uh, my number eight, uh, Crash Nitro Kart. I I love this game. Mm-hmm. I, it is, hands down, my favorite, like, kart racer. Like, you know, racing game style. If I was on my save I would feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, like, even, even, like, a couple months ago, I went back and did, like, a couple races on it, just because, like, I think the gameplay is, like, to a point where, like, it's, it can still be played normally, and, like, you can still have a lot of fun with it, but there's also, like, a lot of, like, thought that goes into it because of, like, the boosting mechanics, where, like, you need to keep boosting in order to gain speed and, like, not hit into anything, and, like, know when to boost, like, three times to get that maximum amount of speed, or, like, boost, like, only once or twice, so that you mm-hmm. can continue to keep that speed without like losing this big boost that you got, yeah. and I and I like that it's like kind of a little bit more deep than just race around the track because it makes it a lot more fun to like try and go as fast as you can around these tracks, and and it's with Crash Bandicoot. Like I love Crash Bandicoot, and I Crash think that ha- and yes, and I think that having like the the whole uh pretty much almost every character that's been in Crash like history be in this game is also like a really cool like thing like you know there's like characters that have shown up in like one game that like you know never show up again that are in the game and i think Dude, that's you can cool play that as even a box if... and a chicken yeah you can play <laughs> as a chicken and then there you can play as one of the crates that you break in like the game like yeah. what other game can you say i race as a box 
Like, I I know they did something cool uh, in the original game. The uh, the main villain, like he was only a boss, but they couldn't actually mm-hmm. put him in the versus mode because they couldn't figure out how to shrink his cart without making him look weird. But for yeah. uh, for Nitro Card, I know they actually finally ended up putting him in the game so that people who yeah. wanted to do that originally they finally got that experience. I I thought that was pretty cool when I saw that. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's super cool. Like the amount of like stuff that they've done to like to add in more characters and like cart customization like cart customization super fun and the fact that they supported the game with like even more content like for for a a good like yeah i want to say at least a year after the game like launched with like new characters and new tracks and new like stuff that you can get like it all was like and it all and like i played this game online i don't play online like too often like when it comes to like to play the game with me and me and her played online like every other day exactly (laughs) so it's like so it's like I think that that like at least speaks to how much I do like the game that I was willing to go online and get my ass whipped by by randos mm-hmm. that like instead of just playing by myself and uh, but yeah I, that's why I, I really like this game and why it's at number eight yeah very cool uh, my number eight is DMC five again this is another game that's probably going to be higher up on the list when mm-hmm. it comes to our game of the year but for the console generation that like I said this is a really hard list to put together DMC yeah. five was a lot of fun. I actually didn't play any of the DMC games until uh, this year or last year, whenever the game came out. I think it was last year. And I played through all of them at, in like two weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, now I can get Devil May Cry 5. So I bought that game and I, I was on like a Devil May Cry kick for just like a month and a half, two months. Uh, so this is a game I had a lot of fun with. <laughs> I did the I, same I thing know... you did, except I didn't get five. <laughs> Yeah, no, I did, I did, uh, because I was watching Maximilian Dude play 5, and I was like, man, this game looks boss as shit, and part of me just wanted to, like, pussy out and just get 5 and just play 5, but I was like, I don't know Dante, I don't know any of these characters, I don't know the story, I don't know anything, I was like, let me just get the collections, because they exist, so I played those games, and I went through it, and Devil May Cry is now one of my uh, more favorite franchises that I would love to see a Devil May Cry 6 come out. I'm very excited for... Uh, special edition coming out next week. I I'll probably, probably won't get it like on day one. I might, but I I really just want to play Miles next week. So yeah, for sure for sure. I love Don't May Cry. It's good. I don't have much to say about it. It's really good. If you don't know it, play it. <laughs> All right, my number eight. I'll just say it because we'll be talking about it next. Uh, my number eight is Bloodborne. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really good, but we'll talk about it in literally a second. Alex, what's your number seven? Yeah. Because my number seven is Bloodborne. So. Hell yeah. Talk about Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're not far off on this one. It's um, good. I just didn't like it as much as the other games. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I, obviously, I, I like it more than Devil May Cry, but uh, I don't know. It was something weird about it. Uh, I'm not usually a fan of, like, these eerie horror-type games. Oh, it was just something It was just something about this one that really, like, gra- like, I love games like Dead Space, right? Uh and I like horror type games. I, they're just usually not my go-to, and I didn't really like Dark Souls at all. For reference, Bloodborne was the first Souls game I ever played, or Souls-like game that I ever played, and actually like played all the way through. I had played the first Dark Souls and died to like the first boss, and then never went back to it. Alex, so, did you something play Dark about Souls Bloodborne. 3? No, I was actually gonna say, and I forgot when CJ was talking about it. I would play Dark Souls three if they gave it PS5 enhancements. I would go back mm. and play it. I would be willing to do that. I was gonna say but if you get it, at, at if you can point, find it cheap and you play it now, me and CJ will definitely go back and play with you. 
yeah, yeah. No, if, if they enhance it i'd be willing to go for it but otherwise i would just spend the money on uh demon souls yeah. at this point yeah so but, but bloodborne something about it just grabbed me i think it was really uh i wasn't 100 on board like i was having a good time at first but i wasn't really 100 on board until that fight with viker with a uh, vicar amelia and you just see her fucking turn around it's like oh, okay i get it this game is really fucking cool right and, like, and there's a lot of other stuff to kind of like pull you in but uh, it was just something about that first fight that really that with her that clicked with me and i was like ah okay now i see the appeal now i know what's fun about these games it's the enemies are cool you know those tight moments where you just get out of the way and you can get your hit in it's like oh the challenge of oh that thing killed me but it was so easy to kill i'm gonna go back and get my soul so i can move on to the next thing it's just something about that loop pulled me in and bloodborne really did it for me so i had to put it i had to give it credit it was really good it is a fantastic I did actually... game. I remember playing it for the first time and going, I hate this because I'm terrible. And then <laughs> I remember going back and playing it with CJ and with my boy Greg and with you, Alex. And it was just like, man, this can be fun. The Dark Souls games are fun with people. By myself, yeah. I suck. Yeah, but I like Bloodborne really a little bit more because it's a little bit more faster paced. The Dark Souls mm-hmm. game really, really, really hinges on patience. While Bloodborne, mm-hmm. yes, you do need patience, but it's a lot faster. Well, there's no shields in Bloodborne either. I think there's a wooden. I think there's a wooden shield, but, but that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, like the, the only shield in the game. It, this game requires you to evade and attack. Those are your options. Yeah, and the game like actively rewards you for like you know when you get hit, just like going back in and like trying to get another hit in. Yeah, you know, so you like, can regain like, like seventy percent of that your health HP. Regen system. Yeah. If, like, mm-hmm. get, if you take a hit, you can always get a good amount of that back if you're willing to move in and be the aggressor. So, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool system. Bloodborne's just so good. Yeah, well, I did. I did consider putting it on on here like for a little bit, but then I realized that I hadn't like beaten the game all the way through, and I'm like, I can't really put that on there if I haven't beaten the game. Yeah, so. I put all the games I beat on here. Yeah, same. So uh, that's why I was like, that's why I was like, I like, I kind of want to put it, but like at the same time, like I like Dark Souls three a little bit more, and I actually finished that game, so I'm yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to my number seven, Batman: Arkham Knight. This game is good. Mm-hmm. It's Batman. That's really all I got to say. If you're a fan of the Arkham trilogy, we talked about this before. I think episode three was our Arkham retrospective. It's just good shit. It's Batman mm-hmm. at his finest, despite the tank mechanics. <laughs> too much tanks guys your combat was too great much... your world was great the story was great too much tanks too much tanks not enough space I didn't know I was playing world of tanks <laughs> you know <laughs> too many tanks not enough space too many tanks not enough space too many tanks not enough space tank vac <laughs> it sucks away the tanks in all the video games. Sucks away the tanks, tanks so you could suck. stack them flat in your closet. There you go. <laughs> yeah, in your closet. All right. CJ's like, thank God they got it. Yeah. What's your number I seven? Uh, my number seven was Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Hell yeah. Uh, again, I think I mentioned it when we talked about Ubisoft last time that it's Ubisoft. probably my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Like, I like two for its story, but two, like, gameplay wise, just kind of like is a little rough around the edges going back to nowadays. Fell off. But but Black Flag I think hit notes with me on the story level, on the gameplay level, and like just the like the fun. Like I mean we've talked about the boat combat where people either like, you know, they either hated the boat I mean, combat or they loved the boat combat and I was on the love love the boat combat side. 
It and slowed the game down for me. The whole game was about running around, stabbing people, being sneaky, and then it's like, boats! Yeah, but now there's boats, and it's like, wow. You can't be sneaky with boats. I like, I like the boats. You can the be boats sneaky with boats, trust me. They're so if, you play that, if you play that game, they want you to be sneaky with boats, like, at least three or four times. <laughs> I hate them. Those are the worst parts of the game. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's the worst parts of the game. All it's right, stupid. it's the but... middle of the night. We want you to take your giant-ass pirate ship through the narrow swamps. You yeah, and follow this. What? <laughs> follow and this follow team. another pirate ship. Yeah. How do they not see you? I don't know. <laughs> and there's like all these guard towers, and they're and you're like, oh, we need to sneak past them, and it's like it's a fucking boat. How are they not going to see it? Yeah. Just because their they're fucking like, light doesn't flash over, it doesn't mean they can't see a boat. All right, Edward, you, you have to get off the boat and kill everybody in that camp, and then get back on the boat and keep tailing the other boat. Yeah. What? <laughs> and do it fast because the other boat might get away and then you need to speed up with your boat. <laughs> you said what? Yeah, that's why I don't like boats. Say boats. That's why my number six, we'll get to it, is Assassin's Creed game with no boats. <laughs> no boats. But yeah, I, we love it. I just really like the, uh, you know, like the story and all that crud. And mm-hmm. that's why it's my favorite game. I think mixed with the gameplay, the story, and everything that happens in it, it's... My, in my opinion, peak Assassin's Creed. It is. Even with Assassin's Creed. 100%. I love the game. It's got the best story, at least, in Assassin's Creed. I can give it that. I love Syndicate, but Assassin's Creed Black Flag has the best story, hands down. I don't know if it has the best story. It's kind of weird at the end, but okay. I mean, yeah, but it's still really good. And, and you're like a sage, and now it turns out the maintenance guy who was working for Abstergo looks exactly That's like the, the sage. It's like, what the fuck? I was like, this is so jarring and, and then don't weird. bring it back up. Yeah, they, and then they just don't... I think they talk about it in emails in the next game. Yeah, because you told the guy. Hey, remember you're in that London guy's or some shit. Hey, man, we said it last week. These guys need to be better. Yeah, <laughs> um, hopefully they take our advice. So, uh, Hunter, your number six is a a different Assassin's Creed game? Yes, it's Assassin's Creed Syndicate. The British one! Oi, governor! Let's be assassins! <laughs> All right, well, anybody who's English now, they just uh, tuned out. Pip, pip, cheerio! Hidden blades! I'm sorry for the one of you. Yeah, sorry, like, well, the one fucking English person who probably listens to the show with the uh, uh, lo- other 11 listeners. <laughs> it's all good. I love the British people. Their accents are hot. Um, so, what do you like about the game? Like more the so than the other was good. ones. It brought back to like the OG combat style of um, not OG combat style. There was no boats. Um, it, <laughs> it had really good free run. It had the grappling hook. It had a great story. Yeah, that's killer. It had great mm. characters with Evie and Jacob Fry. Mm-hmm. Twin assassins. That's fucking sick. You had one character, Evie, who specialized in sneaking around, and you had uh, Jacob, who specialized in beating the shit out of people. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool to see, like, because, like, you can play most of the missions as either of them, but then they had specific missions for each character, where Evie yeah. had the mostly stealth missions where, dude, one of her powers, she could literally turn invisible. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And she just sits still long enough, you're invisible, and if you upgrade it, you can run for, like, a hot sec while you're invisible. It's really cool. Yeah. That game um, was cool. So, like, playing the Eevee missions was really cool because you could sneak around. And when she got into combat, she could handle herself, but she was uh, very much, she was very weak, comparatively. And she didn't yeah. have a lot of weapon variety. She mostly just had her cane and her hidden blade and then throwing stuff. But when you played as Jacob for his missions, it was mostly brawl missions. Like, he wanted to start up the Rooks, like, the, the gang of brothers. And, like, yeah. like, he would rush into things and beat the shit out of people. You could still be stealthy with him, just like you could fight with Eevee. 
But being stealthy with Jacob, you know, you, you put you take your hat off, you put your hood up. You can't turn invisible. Your hidden blades, um, I feel like weren't as effective, but they were exactly the same because um, this is right before they switched it over from XP to um, and XP levels, like progression or whatever. Skill so, point, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, I don't know. It was just really cool. I really like the game. Uh, it's I, I like the setting a yeah. lot. Steampunk Victorian London, like that's great. Great setting. It was a good one. I didn't like the DLC too much. I thought the it was DLC too was much. Hang Jack out. the Ripper like, was fine. I thought it was, it was too much Eevee hanging out around the city. Like they sent you to some cool locations, but most of the time you were just kind of like talking to people and asking questions. Yeah. So I was like, uh, another cool thing with that one is now, correct me if I'm wrong, or I'll put it in the corrections, but I believe this is the game where they had fragments from the Animus that would show up and you could jump into yes. them and go to different... Alt- different yeah, you went to yes. one of uh, Eevee's ancestors who was in, like, World War II or yeah, something. that was really you would cool. Run like, you could run around and, like... like oh, so cool. Mm-hmm. That, that part was really cool. World War II Assassin's Creed win. And then they just cut that stuff out because they're like, this isn't what they want. This is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> they're like, hey, maybe we won't do this no more. I want to go, play, I want to go back and play cool. Unity because I like Arno a lot, but I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Arno and Connor get shafted all the time. No one talks about them. <laughs> it's always <laughs> fucking Ezio, Altair, um, Edward, and the two new characters, Bayet and um, uh, Alexios slash Cassandra. Right. No one talks about the Fry twins, not really, unless I'm in the conversation. And no one talks about Arno or Connor, man. You mean Rana Hageton? <laughs> yeah. It was Arno Victoria. Hageton. And then, uh, who's the guy from Rogue? He's an Irish Uh, Shay. I liked him for the most part. I liked how it gave you an alternative take on the Assassin's thing, where it's like, oh, the Assassin's aren't that good. Neither are the Templars, we know that. (laughs) I I didn't play it, but I know the story. I liked how they tied it into 3, where it's like, uh, the guy who trains Connor ends up realizing, like, the reason that the assassin brotherhood fell apart was because he was like a bad leader and that's kind of the reason he doesn't want to train connor in the next game yeah, or yeah. actually technically Dude, in the prequel trick rogue i look i think rogue has a really good story and it but it just sucks that it's trapped inside rogue because because yeah. ga- the gameplay wise it's just poopy mm. like and that and like rogue I, ties into a lot of the games it ties into unity it ties into three and four yeah that's cool like it's because it's it's present for all of those like generations, you know. Like uh, Shay is trained by Achilles, who is the mentor in Assassin's Creed Three, and mm. then you That's know his name I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say I, I just remembered as I was saying it. I said it but, two seconds ago. <laughs> but uh, you know he's trained by Achilles, who is the guy in Assassin's Creed Three. He meets and uh, spoiler alert kills Adewale from Assassin's Creed Four. He does and do then, that. Yeah, and I was fucking sad, and I didn't want to play that mission because I realized Hatham's what was happening as it was happening. Yeah, Hatham's in it, but and he's like a super, and he's like your best buddy. But and then um, at the end with the Unity stuff, that's really cool. Yeah, that was that was probably the best part. Was like, I always I always thought that story was neat. How um, Edward and Adewale were like boys, and then his son would be the one to go on and like try and kill Adewale. Yeah, yeah he'd end up being like, oh hey, I don't care who you are, you're gonna die. Yeah, he was yeah, like, I don't okay, care if you and my uncle. dad were friends. He's like, my <laughs> my dad's an idiot and dead, so you're about to be dead. Yeah, he, my dad's a big dead idiot. I bet. My dad was a loser. <laughs> loser? And so are you. Sir. You're a loser. Big stupid loser. 
Maybe right, let's let's move on past Assassin's Creed real quick. CJ. Yeah. Right. Oh, no. Yeah, uh-huh. CJ's next. Yeah. CJ. Yeah, me. Uh, my number six was A Hat in Time, a cute little indie game that uh, nobody talks about because it came out right alongside a, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Which, uh, it's the same yeah, game. Which, ended up, which means it ended up... It's not the same game. It is not the same. same. It's similar. But I like I just really love A Hat in Time. It had still waiting great, on that DLC. Great, uh, yeah, I still wait on that DLC for the PS4. Uh, when it'll come out, who knows? I'm hoping, you know, before I die. But um, maybe on the PS5. Yeah, maybe on the PS5. That's my new Kingdom Hearts three. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really love this game. I think the platforming is great, and I mean the story. It's not really like you know too in depth, but like because it's a 3D platformer. But it doesn't need to be. It's just fun. I think like all the environments are varied and like really colorful and fun to play through. It's got the the soundtrack for this game is awesome. And I think it's very underrated, which is why I wanted to put it up here because I love talking about this game, yeah. and uh, I think it's great. Yeah, Alex. for sure, man. Yeah, uh, my number six is actually your uh, number five, so hey. we might as well just jump into <laughs> a it lot together. of the games uh, coming up are like one step above. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say I was looking at it and I'm like, do I put it in the same spot or do I put it in the spot I actually want to put it in? Because yeah, Alex's number four is my number two. CJ's number. One is my number two. Like you know, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Hey man, at least we like the same shit. Yeah. We have very <laughs> yeah, similar so, tastes, uh, even if we use like our own niches. Yes. So my number six, your number five, Uncharted Four. I mean, we love the Uncharted games, oh. so naturally, I feel like we had to put an Uncharted game on this list. Yeah. It, and the, only one of them really came out this uh, year, aside from Lost Legacy, which wasn't even really like a full-sized multi-mission Uncharted I game. I still haven't even played that. More yet. like an open world. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's definitely not as good as an adventure with the Drake Brothers, but it's a really good game. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's good I Uncharted. Like so. You know, I, I liked everything they did with Uncharted 4. They brought up all the character models to make them look like real people. They put so much detail into the world. Uh, and the story, it, it's got some weird holes, but it's pretty tight all around. So mm. I, I had to I had to throw it on my list. I really liked Uncharted 4 a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Um, mm. I'll, I'll just talk about it real quick since it's my number five. Um, I really liked how, like you said, they updated all the models. I liked the dialogue in it a lot between uh, Nolan North and Troy Baker. Yeah. <clears throat> I just, I don't know, I really liked how the story played out, and I like how it's, you know, the end of the Nathan Drake stuff, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll probably get a little bit more of Nathan Drake in the next one, but I, and I hope it continues off from where it left off. Because I like the character, I don't want to spoil too much, I like the character they introduced. She seems cool. Yes. So. And I like carrying on the legacies. Uh, Nadine, right? Nadine Ross, yeah. No, she's from Lost Legacy. I'm talking about, Who are you talking about the end. Oh, her the daughter? Yeah, okay, you said it. Yeah, sure, the daughter. I don't want to say anything. Uh, dude, the game is like four years old. Yeah, it's nobody like six played years it at old. this point. You're a fucking loser. It's like six years old. You know, when you listen to a PlayStation daughter, I was like, podcast, yeah, buddy. It's a PlayStation podcast, and you think we're not going to spoil Uncharted? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, CJ, you can actually talk about yours, and then I'll talk about mine, and then I'll jump into number four as well, because that's where the rotation leads us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my number five, uh, Hollow Knight. I think I've talked about it before. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that this is a great game. It brought I, It's one of the few Metroidvania-style games that I've actually played and like really gotten like into, and I feel like we also don't get too many of those style games nowadays. I mean, there's a couple... But, like, you know, it's nowhere near as big as, like, some of the other styles of games that we get. 
Yeah. And I just I love the art style of Hollow Knight. I love the music, the atmosphere, story. Like I mean, I say that for a lot of the things, but that's why I put them on here. Mm-hmm. But but it just again hits all these notes with me, and it has that same feel of like Dark Soulsness, where like you know you you have to learn how these bosses work in order to beat them, and then like losing your souls like at mm-hmm. the end of after dying is like immediately like oh man I really want to go back and like get my souls back, and then like just give it another shot. Like it encourages going back and just trying again, as opposed to being like, okay, I give up, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, it's free on PS Plus actually this month. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I haven't played it. That's what I wanted to play, so I'm definitely gonna uh, grab it and pr- yeah. try it out. Mm-hmm. Should definitely give it a shot. Highly recommend. Yeah. For sure. um, but yeah, one of my this is one of my favorite games, and uh, that's why I put it on here. Nice, Very good, nice, nice. After you. All right, uh, my number five is Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Um, I don't want to spend too much because I'm literally going to talk about my number four right after this. Uh, Monster Hunter World, you guys don't play it, but I play it. I know it's supposedly like or supposed to be a multiplayer, a predominantly game, a co-op <laughs> game. I played through the entire game and the DLC Iceborne by myself, and I, I had a great time, man. It's literally mm-hmm. just the boss fights that it's like you play you play for the boss fights thing to get cool gear i I don't really know what to say something about Mm -hmm. making the cool gear was like the driving force for me you know fighting the monsters is fun in its own right it gets a little tedious and awful if you fight the same monster like three times (laughs) you're trying to make their gear and you can't beat the monster that's the worst but Mm -hmm. when you finally do overcome them and you start getting pieces of their gear and then the fights get easier there's just something about that loop i really love so Monster Hunter World, that game is so pretty, so fun, so good. I definitely recommend it to anybody who hasn't played it or doesn't have experience with the franchise because it's an excellent starting point. Um, moving into my number four, I put Red Dead Redemption 2. Very uh, low. We, it's very yeah, low. Well, I, I wouldn't say so because we're coming into the top three, and uh, my number two is probably going to be a surprising one for a lot I, of people. Yeah, I'm very surprised yeah. you put it in there. Not that it's yeah, bad, but, just like... Mm-hmm. But uh, Red Dead Redemption 2... I actually put this, I think, as um, like my number two for platinum trophies. But you did. A- anyway, uh, pl- playing this game, I've done a lot of thinking since then. <laughs> playing this game, you're a changed uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, well, I played through Red Dead again recently, actually, like weeks. a month ago, I think, and I, there was just something about it that I didn't really get when I played it the first time. I think it was the first time I was so I had like the nostalgia goggles for the first game on, mm-hmm. so everything i did it was like oh this is so fun this is so great this is incredible i love it all and then on the second playthrough you're like man there's a lot of fucking boring shit going on in this game it's like they want you to stand there and fish they want you to go hunting like for tons of different animals you have to hunt like every single animal in the game to have like a chance at hunting the last legendary animal it's ridiculous the shit that they want you to do in this game but oh yeah as much as i love the story and everything that happens in the game it's i think the things that happen in between the story missions it's like you can have fun moments but there's a lot of just riding your horse around and nothing happening especially in the post game it's Mm -hmm. like if you were doing everything as arthur spoiler by the way if you're doing everything as arthur in uh, the main game when you get to the post game as john there's like nothing left to do it's like the only thing that's out there is that you can hunt, you can fish, and there's just random world events that occur. But there's it's a couple cleanup missions where John Arthur. meets all the people Arthur met. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's one that uh, it, it's not done very well. Arthur helps these two prisoners who are on the chain gang, and he do missions for them, right? And when you get to John, it's the same exact missions. Like, yeah. even if you did them as Arthur, you get those same exact missions as John, and it just doesn't make any sense. Mm. They don't reference how somebody else helped them at one point a few years prior. They don't talk about it at all. They don't. It just, it's weird. So, there, uh, as much fun as I had with the game, uh, I don't know, there was just something about it that I feel like it couldn't break my top three. Because yeah, it doesn't feel like it was put together 100%, you know? There's a scene when you're playing as John, and you go up to that weird, like, way up in the mountains, there's, like, the old veteran who hangs out. And he goes fishing and hunting with you. If you go up to him as Arthur, uh, you know, you meet him, whatever. And if you go back as John, they have a very nice little connection. And then the final mission plays out with that guy where you hunt like a big old bear or something. It's really nice. Yeah, you see, that's something that I missed out because I did everything as Arthur, right? I did the whole quest line. So the guy died when Arthur was still around. That was something that I never thought about. You telling me this is the first time I'm even thinking like, oh, man, that would have been cool if I only did like the first couple missions as Arthur. And then I came back as John and he was like, oh, yeah, I knew this young lad a few years back. Like, that would have been really cool. But no, I didn't get that. I I got a different ending in my story where you ended up taking the horse Buell and I rode him into the last mission and then he get that very somber moment where he's like that's okay boy you rest easy like when the horse gets shot right yeah, yeah. so i was like oh man i promised this old man i'd take care of his horse and now <laughs> like his horse is dying and i'm giving him this heartfelt send i mean this game made me cry right I, I <laughs> oh, love dude, too many game. times it's just uh, as far as uh, uh, going back and playing it uh, that because that's something i considered when i put this list together is replayability and replay value Mm-hmm. I just feel like some of the other games further down my list have a little bit more replay value than Red Dead 2. Like, as much fun as I had with it, I'm never going to get that same experience again. I'll cry every time I watch that cutscene at the end of the game because it's yeah. genuinely sad, but I'm never going to have as much fun playing the game as I did the first time. Mm-hmm. I do. I did want to briefly mention there is actually one mission that I remember specifically from the story that was... Like, if you play as Arthur and you go up to, like, the woods, you can meet this, like, lady that's, like, husband, that her husband died, and she's, like, on the brink yes, of, like... I love that one. Yeah, that, well, if you go back to her, that same area as John, like, you meet her, and, like, you know, she's, like, well-established, she's, like, completely fine now, mm-hmm. and, like, I they and you, like, actually talk with her about Arthur or something like that, if you yeah, go back... Yeah, that's actually one I did do, and that's I like that one, one a lot. Yeah, I like that one a bunch, too. And like I said, it's got a lot of really good moments. It's just coming back to it for a second playthrough. It's like you can see the cracks. And it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like I really don't want to ride from the top of the map down to the bottom of the map and then back up to the top and then down to the middle again because that's where all those quests are. Yeah, Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All the end so. game quests are up at the top. <laughs> I, I mean, but it's still in a good spot. Four. That that's not bad by any means. No, that's top well, yeah. five, dude. It's top five yeah, of the generation. I mean, that's it's pretty not top good, five right? of the year. Top five of the generation. You'd be, proud, you'd be pretty proud of yourself, you know. Yeah. This random fucking uh, guy who is a part of a PlayStation podcast holds you in a number four regard. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Quite snazzy, if I do say so. All right, Hunter, what's your number four, buddy? I'm surprised this isn't on your list at all, Alex. It's Jedi Fallen uh, Order. Uh, well. You know, here's the thing for me, right? I liked Jedi Fallen Order a lot, but the lightsaber feels like a giant glow stick bat. That that's a that's an instant turnoff. For, that is an instant turnoff for me as far as Star Wars goes. If the lightsaber doesn't cut through something first time, 
it's not doing it right. You guys messed up. I had a lot of fun playing Fallen Order, but y'all goofed. Y'all didn't do the lightsaber right. And if you mess up the lightsaber in a Jedi game, you messed up the game. I'm sorry. Force Unleashed did it pretty well, where all Force the like, little cut everything dudes off. had like a one-hit KO. Off. You would cut the stormtroopers in half. I, I was pr I'm pretty sure it was the same animation because of the uh, technology back then. Like, no matter where you hit the stormtrooper, they would always cut in the same way. But they literally got cut in half in those games, you know? Yeah. You were, you were fucking them up with those games. And also, you were a way more powerful Force user than Cal. So I, but those are, those are older sucks. games, too. You know, It's a different generation of games yeah. there. This is literally current generation of hardware. You could have done some really cool stuff that you guys just didn't do. Also, yeah, Cal really didn't really connect that well with me. I, I thought he was cool, but I don't know. I want an Obi-Wan game. You know where I stand. Yeah, I like the uh, story <laughs> mode for this game a lot. I thought the... Calcast is a really compelling character. I like Cameron Monaghan. Uh, he's definitely rising up there. And I really liked where the Seven Sisters were going. Or the Seventh mm -hmm. Sister, whatever she was called. The Seventh, or the Ninth, Second Sister. The Second yeah. Sister, I think, yeah. I really like that order. And I, there's apparently more of them, because you only fight two in the game. Well, they're the Inquisitors. Yeah. You didn't but... watch Rebels. You don't mm -hmm. know, bro. I know about <laughs> two or three of them in Rebels. Yeah, they, they talk about a bunch of them in Rebels, and uh, there's even a few in the comic books that we haven't seen. we got to do a Star Wars podcast so we can just talk about I Star have one. It's <laughs> in my phone. We'll do it eventually. So ready to just rewrite the Disney movies and talk about Star Wars for hours <laughs> on that. Somebody. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I like Fallen Order a lot. It came to me at a time where I was like on a lull for video games, and I started playing it, and I was like, this is fun. I'll just play, I played it for the next like week and a half, and I was like, this is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's I, a I really good the, game. I went to Dathmir pretty early to get my double-sided lightsaber so I could do some flippy dips. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely one of the best games that EA is, like, producing because of how much, it, like, how friendly it is to the consumer. They put out free updates. I'm pretty sure there's more free updates coming at some point. They said but, there's um, going to be some for the PS5 or something. Yeah, so if that's the case, that's incentive for me to play it again, you know? Yeah. And I would totally play it again. It's just... I'm that thing about the lightsabers always bums me out. I love the the lightsaber customization. It's such a cool game. But what the, <laughs> what, what the fuck, man? What were you guys thinking? <laughs> what were you thinking? It's owned by Disney. Eh, I don't care. Disney's the same company who made fucking Lion King, where they literally kill the lion's dad and then make you cry for like 20 minutes after. So <laughs> it's like, come on, just just put dismemberment and like cutting things in half in the game. Come on, it's not that bad. You do it for the creatures. Why can't you do it for the people? Yeah. All right, CJ, number four, keep it brief. You talk about it every week. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I have, yeah, but so uh, RE7, uh, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I was – this is one of the games that I've, I played through and was genuinely shocked at how much I actually liked this game. I think that for, for horror as a whole, I think it does a lot great. I like the game, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. You said, you said be brief. I wanted to be. I'll be brief. I've talked about this game way too much. Yeah. Very happy to hear. It. I, mean, I definitely want to try it. It looks really cool, and everything you've said about it makes me want to try it. I'll probably, yeah. uh, if they do like a seven and eight double pack because they're supposed to be similar games. If they do that on the yeah. PS5, I'll They'll probably, probably do what they that. did with the uh, PlayStation with uh, Spider-Man, where it's like if you buy eight, you get seven remastered. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I mean, you've given it a lot of high praise, so I I definitely yeah. think that it's one that I want to try. And again, like I said, I'm not huge for these horror games, but you, I, I know you're not really big into like things that are supposed to scare the shit out of you either, so 
I, I definitely yeah. think that that's something that I'd be interested in trying. Yeah, I'm not big into haunted houses, but I'm big into haunted towns, so I'm probably going to get a village. So. I, don't know, I, think, I think the thing that turned me off is I went to Halloween Horror Nights in uh, Universal when I was like 12, mm -hmm. and I had a dude with like a chainsaw chase me into a candy store, so that was like... <laughs> That's when you yeah, drop down your fucking. You drop down, trip him, and punch him in the dick. That, that, I was like, "Can we leave now?" They were like, "No, we have to finish walking around." I'm like, "Oh, okay, great." You're like, "Fucking <laughs> sweet, dude!" It's something chase me with a chainsaw. I'm like, "Did you not just see that dude chase me with a chainsaw into the fucking candy?" He wasn't gonna hurt you, but what if he was? <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I, but I'm like 12. That scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Alex, right. number three. It's actually you now. We're on to you. Hunter, number three. <laughs> All right, uh, Injustice 2. Hell yeah, man. The sequel to one of my favorite fighting games with my favorite set of comic book characters besides Spider-Man. We got Injustice 2. Oh, man, it's so good. The customization's fantastic. The roster's great. I wish Lobo was in it, though. Um, he was in the first one. But, oh, dude, I loved it. Adding Hellboy and the Turtles was a weird, awesome choice. You know, it, it, was, it was just good. The dialogue could be shit fun. for putting Red Dead at four, and you put a DC fighting game in your top three. <laughs> I like fighting games, and I like NetherRealm a lot. It was really hard for me to choose between Mortal Kombat 10 and 11 and Injustice 2, but I chose Injustice 2 because I played it way more. Mortal Kombat 10 was awesome, but 11's better, and I haven't played 11 as much as I played Injustice 2 because Injustice 2 was god tier. I mean, it makes sense to me. You're a bigger comic book fan. Than That's you why are, my like, number one is the general, only yeah. number one we should ever have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, Injustice 2 is one of those games that look really cool, too. I mulled over getting it for a while, and then I was just like, I'm not going to play Yeah, It's really got a really good story mode. It's better than the first one by a thousand percent. So I hear this. <laughs> CJ, number three. Uh, okay, so my number three. You know, I'm looking at this, and I'm kind of thinking I should have put this lower on the list, but I don't know. It just <laughs> it ended up here, but so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Switch it with number four. <laughs> eh. yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, number three, I have Shadow of War. Hell so yeah, I I just really like this game. I've, I mean, I've played... Nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah, I like, there's plenty, like, there's plenty of games on here that, like, you know, I've, like, played more than once, but, like... Shadow of War, I've played through, like, completely, like, once, and then I've started, like, two or three other files, just because it's just, it has, like, this this element of replay on it because of, like, the Nemesis system, where, like, you know, you never meet, like, the exact same enemies, and nobody's in, like, the exact same places, so it makes it at least a little bit more interesting to find new, um, new guys and, like, create up a new army and, like, have... And, like, be like, oh, man, I found this, like, musician dude, and, like, he's gonna be, like, my number one, like, best buddy or whatever. Or, like, you know, have some random thug, like, turn into, like, the most hated nemesis you ever had, like, playing the I, game. I actually have a funny story about this game. Uh, it was, um, this is a sequel, right? Yeah. Yes. You get, um, I had one guy I recruited at, like, the beginning of the game, right? And he was my buddy all the way up until we got to, like, those really hard sieges at the end. Uh-huh. And then he switched over. He, like, betrayed me. He was like, oh, I've been with you forever. I'm going to betray you. So I killed him. And I kept playing through those harder sieges. And then he comes back. <laughs> and he's like, I'm here to kill you again. So I kill him again. And then I'm playing through the harder sieges again. And then he comes back. I'm like, bruh. Dude, <laughs> I'm he... like, you were my boy. And I trusted you. And then you betrayed me. And I kill you. And now you keep coming back to haunt me. Yeah. Go away. That's... <laughs> 
that's one of the other cool things that I do really like is the fact that like you can have people betray you or they can come like or enemies and and like villains can come back and just like in the most random of ways possible too. like, you know, like you can cut their head off and they come back with like a sack on their head. Or yeah, like you that, just that was the shit that confused me because I cut his head off one time, right? And then he comes back with like a metal arm. I'm like, I didn't cut your arm off. Yeah, that that <laughs> could be stupid, but I uh, it's stupid shit like that that I love. Where it's like, you know, I'll kill this guy like five times and he comes back and he's just like a shambling like corpse of parts that are like coming back to kill me. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I think one of my fa- <laughs> one of my favorite like memories is that there was this one guy who like. He wasn't really, like, the bane of my existence, but he just kept on coming back, and I kept on killing him until, like, he was, like, he was brought back so much that he had, like, everything, like, ripped off and, Mm -hmm. like, had, like, a sack over his head, and he was just, like, I didn't even remember what he was originally because he's just, like, a freaking mess now. And, like, oh, there's just just so many fun... Yeah, there's just so many fun stories you can tell with this freaking game. I had, in my original save file, I, because... One of the cool things was that, like, if you played the first game, you could bring, you could like bring up your like most trusted ally and your like worst nemesis into the new game, and I did that, and like you know I fought like my bad guy from the first game, and eventually like after a long time I managed to recruit him, and like you know I got him up to level, and I'm like I got my best guy with me, and I got my my old arch enemy with me, and I remember I did a raid, and it was like a really easy raid, but I guess they had like explosives on like the wall like of the fort so like i go or no we were busting into the fort because i had explosive guys and like you know i get in and they breach the walls of the castle and then all of a sudden i see my arch enemy's name go like get like zoom in and get the cross off dead and it's just his body flying through the air because he died in the explosion of the of the castle and i felt like so defeated that this guy that i hated and then made my like one of my most trusted allies is now flying through the air dead and i can't get him back (laughs) i love that stuff but uh but yeah i I love this game it's actually free with playstation plus as well now so so anybody that didn't get a chance to play with play uh go play it now if you got ps plus it's uh, it's better than it was at launch because at launch it was like impossible to beat oh yes super garbo at launch i mean you had to either grind your life away or give them money yeah i guess you didn't have a life that year Money, 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 money. I was actually that was actually the thing that stopped me from playing because, like I said, I was playing through those endgame sieges. But I hit a point where like all of my best lieutenants were just getting killed off because they weren't yeah. strong enough. I'm like, this is so stupid. I'm like, this isn't even fun to play anymore. I have, I have my best guys here and they're getting completely thrashed around in these forts, and then they die, and then I have to upgrade my lower level people and spend all my resources. I'm like, this just isn't fun. And I actually went back to it after they did the update and took out a lot of the microtransactions. Yeah, and significantly better, much easier to get through the ending. Uh, I can definitely recommend that game to anybody who would want to play it now. Yeah. All right, Alex, number three. Yeah, my number three, uh, Hunter. Don't kill me. It's uh, Marvel Spider-Man. <laughs> Blasphemy! <laughs> it's unfair. I, I I love Spider-Man. He is my favorite superhero. This game is a lot of fun, but it runs into the same problem that a lot of other games have that once you've done everything and collected everything, there's not much else to do. It's like, ugh. Like, I like games where they're like, we can find more things for you to do, right? It's like, there's always going to be something that's going to be worth coming back for it or something different or exciting to do. Spider-Man, you beat up all the guys, you did all the things, great. There'll be random crimes that show up every now and then and you could swing around. Cool. I love the game. I love the story. It's beautiful. It's an immaculate game. 
but my problem once it's over it's over you know there's no real reason to come back and it's it's not a terribly long game either it's like but i think it probably takes like maybe 30 or 40 hours to complete in its entirety without the dlc but it's not anything bad against it i've said how many times i'm excited for uh miles morales and how much i love this game so it's in the top three it's a really good game it's just unfortunately it's it can't beat my two and my one i don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. so we're actually on to you now cj for your number two. Oh shit boy uh so uh my number two was uh crash the insane trilogy uh this like you know i i played all the games as a kid so having it come back and look as good as it did like was was phenomenal for me and even though and even though like you know three is my favorite one and one and two are kind of like rough around the edges like comparatively like just because your movement options aren't as great i i still really love this game what it did and all the and the three games in it and i also think that this kind of like kick-started the um like the remaster train you know because like after this came out we got like all the other like remasters like we got like the the medieval remaster which is like still a great game uh, we got like Ratchet Spiral. and Clank and like all those, like and I feel like this was like the jump start. Yeah, and like I feel like this was like the jump start of like you know everybody being. It was like, like the okay the industry needed for all the developers to go. Oh, we we're allowed to do this. Up. You guys want to buy this stuff? Yeah, like everybody was like, oh, people will pay money for the same game but better. Like, <laughs> oh, we could make more money. Yeah. Like, but uh, but yeah, I really love this game, and uh, that's why it's at number two. My number two, which Hunter doesn't understand at all, but I'm sure CJ can kind of understand where I'm coming from. I don't understand. I do. I I don't understand why it's so high. I understand it's a fantastic game. It's definitely like top 20 material. uh, There is something about this game that when I bought it, I was just so excited because when I played the first one, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a really good game. And I was so excited for the sequel to come out. And it's actually Dishonored 2. So the, the mm-hmm. thing I, I love about this game, and I've said it before, I like games that have replayability, replay value. This game, you can play it through the first time, and you can miss so many things. You could miss rooms, enemies, collectibles, all kinds of shit. There's also you can play it through a second four, time. Uh, four, oh my god. There, there's four, four potential endings. outcomes for the game, yeah. yeah. You, you know, so the, the replay value in this game is awesome. I love the mechanics in this game, the way the powers work with the weapons, the way that the characters interact with the world. If you, I, I don't know if you guys have ever like played this game with headphones on. Just walk into like the middle of Karnaka and put on a pair of headphones and just stand there. The sound design in this game is incredible. It is so fucking good. I mean, I love the art style of this game. I love the story of this game, the mechanics. Everything just came together in a way for me that was like, Oh my god, this is so much fun to play. This is like a next generation fun ass game to play for the sake of playing a video game. Mm-hmm. And I've actually mm-hmm. I've been playing Prey now because Hunter let me borrow Prey and that kind of like revitalized my enjoyment of the game, games like these and made me see like how much I really love Dishonored. I mean, there's a lot of games on this list that if I installed them right now, I wouldn't play them through, right? Dishonored mm-hmm. 2 is one of those games where I can install it on my console and play it through like one or two times before I'm like, all right, I don't need to play it now for a few months. But it is a game that I like to go back to like every six or seven months just because of how much fun I have with it. And it's actually one that I'm really hoping Arcane and Bethesda make 
another game like Dishonored, because I don't think they're going to make another Dishonored, but another game like Dishonored or like Prey that mm-hmm. takes advantage of those mechanics and is really polished and awesome, because I just love the experience so much. I, I can't explain it to anybody who doesn't feel the same way. Dishonored 2 is just one of my favorite games, like, ever. It is so fucking good. I like yeah. it too, man. The, the mechanics are fun. I like the powers. I like the multiple stories you can do. And I know CJ can attest to this. Playing as each character mm-hmm. really, like, fucking changes a lot. Yeah. For sure. Like, your, like your available tools, like, between, like, the magic stuff and everything is, like, so is so different comparatively. Like, also I mean, have different powers, a lot of... which is really cool. Yeah. Like, you... Like, uh, some of them can do similar things where, like, Emily can use her crawl thing to go through vents and Corvo can use rats to go through vents and crawl like that. Mm-hmm. But I still think that they're very unique compared to one another as opposed to just being the same ability, like, with a different skin. Yeah, like but how the, uh, like, Corvo blinks and Emily can use, like, claws to stretch up. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is, and I don't remember the exact requirements for uh, doing so, but... Uh, at some point when you new game plus you can actually like let's say you play as Corvo right you can have Emily's abilities in the next playthrough they're available for you to unlock I think it's just new game plus in my new game plus that I have right now my maxed out file I have all the powers for Corvo and Emily at my disposal for either character that I want to play as so I can run through the whole game with whatever combination of powers I want, however I want to do it, high chaos, low chaos. And, and that's the thing, the maps are so, like, different, you know? It, it's, it's obviously the same every time you play, but there's just so big, and there's so many ways to go about doing things, and especially if you already have all the collectibles and powers, it's just like sandboxing. You could just yeah. run around and try out different routes and just yeah. have so much fun doing different stuff. The game is just so fun. It, it's like a video game for the sake of being a video game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of games that exist just to, like, tell a story, or they exist just like, hey, we're going to take your money. But Dishonored 2 is one of those games that's like, we have a story to tell, but also it's genuinely fun to play and do the yeah. things in this game. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Fa- fantastic game. The one the one thing that it does that I don't like, uh, it has bugs. That's it. <laughs> it has, like, like technical bugs or like real bugs? No, like the real bugs. Like, you know, oh, okay. like those flies that like yeah. suck the blood out of you. Yeah, the like, flies. Like I, I just I get like anxiety looking at those things. I'm like, Ugh. see for what me they that they don't, they don't bother me. They don't bother me that much. CJ, I'm gonna say, do you watch Mandalorian? Yes, I did watch the new episode of the Mandalorian. I heard the new episode's oh, yeah. got a big bug in it. Oh yeah, yeah how'd that uh, go for you? I'm curious. No spoilers. Uh, how'd that go uh, for you? It was good. I mean, I mean, I had a pillow so I could just put it over my eyes for like the ten seconds that <laughs> that like whenever I would hear him on screen, and I'm like, oh, I'm not just I'm just not gonna watch it for ten seconds. I've seen a yeah, picture I'm... of him. He looks fucking sick. I, I was yeah. watching it last night. I'm like, ooh, if CJ watches this show, he's gonna be like having a real hard time. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they get it, they get into the room where like all that shit happens, and like I can see like the telltale signs. Yeah. And then like I'm like, yeah. oh, those are oh, eggs. Oh, and I'm no. like, and I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh. Yeah. And, like, it's just all connecting to me what's happening right here. And I'm like, okay, time to get, time to cover my eyes. Okay. Like, they... call me bye back bye. when it's over. Yeah, call me Sounds back cool. later. Yeah, it's it's good shit. All right. All right. Cool. Hunter, Hunter what's up number, number two? Uh, Red Redemption 2. All right, that's it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk right. about it a lot when we get to number one. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we've also talked about it a million times on this podcast. The game is awesome. Yes, it's a little boring and the side missions are kind of sus, but like it's 
a fantastic game storytelling wise. And you guys know me, I'm a big story boy. You give me a good story, I'm gonna eat that shit up like fucking cake and num num num. I love it. I'm actually surprised to see it as uh, high up on the list for you as it is because you took a really long time to play this game. I was just slow. I, I played yeah. like, you know, I got it day one because I pre-ordered it four years ago. I, I remember. Received, I pre-ordered it like fucking 2013 when it got announced. I was surprised <laughs> how long it took you. You didn't play this game till like four or five months after it came out. I was like, holy shit, dude. I'm like, play the game. Until like March. Yeah, I was like, play the game, bro. Come on. No, I played the first like two hours of it when it first came out. I was like, this is so cool. And then I got caught up with other stuff, and I started watching more TV and movies, or I started hanging out with buddies again and playing D&D. So I kept putting video games on the sidetrack, and then eventually I just said, fuck it, I need to play Red Dead Redemption 2. I know it's awesome, it won a bunch of awards, and I was like, I need to play this. I told you it was awesome. I was I was egging you on to play it. I'm like, dude, how, how'd you pre-order this game so long ago and you still haven't finished it? <laughs> I finally finished it. Mwah, so good. Well, good shit. We'll talk about it a little bit more in a little bit. We'll, we'll talk uh, about Rockstar do... um, developer spotlight at some point. Oh, we'll definitely talk about yeah. Rockstar at some point. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly going to be Grand Theft Auto and uh, Red Dead, but yeah, we'll talk about yeah. them. They got other games, too. They All got, right, like, so... Uh, we're going to run down some quick honorable mentions. We're not going to spend too much time on them. Uh, these are not by any means uh, where we wanted to put uh, number one. They were just something, some games we wanted to throw on the list that couldn't make the cut. So uh, we each picked like a max of three just to keep it short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to run through mine real quick. Star Wars Battlefront 2. It had such great potential. Still, they worked on it so hard, and then they canceled it. It still had so much more they could have done with it, and it's one of my biggest disappointments that EA ever did. Hopefully so that's why it doesn't three. make my... Yeah, that's why it doesn't make my list. And they're going to put Mando it, in it. Because it doesn't feel finished, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, my next one was Metal Gear Solid Five. Again, another amazing game, but the story fell to pieces because Konami pushed Kojima to release it too quick. Uh, and my last honorable mention is The Last of Us 2. I feel like I kind of had to pick one really good cinematic Naughty Dog game to put on here. And I like Uncharted 4 better than I like The Last of Us. So it was Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. Those are my honorable mentions. My honorable mentions. I'm going to throw in an extra one because the Crash stuff is all the same. Uh, Mad Max, I really liked a lot. I know CJ just recently played it. It's like mm-hmm. Batman Arkham, but you get a car, but it's not tanks, so it's good. <laughs> um, then uh, Crash and Sane Trilogy and Nitro Field I put as the same because, yeah, they're different games, obviously, but it's Crash Bandicoot. Same Same, sa- same boat. Different game, same boat. And finally, my final um, honorable mention, Streets of Rage 4. I like this. I like old Sega games, and Streets of Rage is always like a cool franchise. So when they finally brought Streets of Rage five, uh, four back, it was really cool. I played it a bunch of times at CJ. I think I beat it like six or seven times because I got to play through it with a bunch of the characters. It's really fun. The animations are flawless. It's a beat 'em up game, so it's similar to Scott Pilgrim. Obviously, Streets of Rage came before that, but for mm-hmm. people who don't know what Streets of Rage is, because they came out in like the nineties, uh, uh-huh. Scott Pilgrim is an, a recent one. Double Dragon Neon stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's good. CJ. All right, so uh, I'll, like I said, I'll go through mine quickly. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami is Ki one of the ones my. I got on here. That's what you put down. Uh, it's just, it's one of those, it's one of those games that like I didn't expect to, to like it, and I did. But the my only problem, well, it's a problem and a plus is that I get you can get so sidetracked with all the stuff that you're doing in that game, where you're like you know you're on a quest to go like stop this like mafia like this uh, yakuza evil like guy down down the street and then somebody's like hey do you want to direct this movie for me and i'm like uh do you want to help a dom become a dom 
Yeah, or then it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, or then you leave, and then it's like, oh hey, we're ha- we're hosting a dance party at the cabaret club, and we need an old man to come in, and then Kiryu's like, I'm not old, and then they're like, great, and then bring him in anyway. Like it's stupid shit like that, and like and it's stupid by the way. Ninety percent of the time, the side quests are stupid stuff like fighting a bear or you know things like that, or having a pop yeah, star stupid. battle in the middle of the street. Yeah, with uh, Miracle Johnson. Yeah, but, there you go. But yeah, <laughs> like I think I think it's a really fun game, and I I really like it. And then my last two uh, honorable mentions are Kingdom Hearts 3 and Borderlands 3. And they get honorable mentions because for almost the exact same reason of that I I like both of these games and they're the from franchise. Yeah, I like <laughs> exactly. I like both of these games and they're from franchises I really like, but in the end I like the previous iterations of these games better than than these. I, I don't think they're. I'm in the exact same boat, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's like I it's like I like these games. I really do. I like Kingdom Hearts three, even though it's the story is just like poop. And then like Borderlands three is like I like the gameplay and the story is just poop. But like, but like I can't in good conscience put them on my top games of the PS4. But when when I say that I've played through all the other games, like. Like, I played through two in both Borderlands, like, on the Borderlands and Kingdom Hearts side, more than I have three or, like, either one with three. I wanted more than anything for Kingdom Hearts 3 to be able to be put in my top three of, like, a top ten games of all time list. So, Mm -hmm. uh, it's comparative to what we got, it's just not there. Yeah, Yeah. and and it's sad. That's why it's getting just an honorable mention, because, like, I like them. And I wanted to talk about them really quickly, but I just can't, in good, like I said, I can't in good conscience put them on a top ten list and be like, no, I love these games, but I wouldn't play them again too often. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my honorable mentions. I get that 150,000%. Alright, and with that, we can finally move on to our number ones. I will start first. I've been jerking this game off like every single fucking podcast that we do. It's Final <laughs> Fantasy Fifteen. I can't really explain to you why I love this game so much. It's the world, the the combat's not like incredible by any means, but it's perfectly serviceable. The characters are like just amazing for me. I love the I love the bros. <laughs> I love it when Noctis goes fishing and he gets a little fish and Gladio goes small just like you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh god. It's like oh that's fucked up. It's just one big uh, this was like the real, uh, the first real, I would say, next gen game that I truly felt I was playing because it was the first time I had a, I had actually got this game around the same time I got my first 1080p television, what? so I, it was something about playing this game and experiencing it, and even now I'm playing it again and I just love it so much. It's just something about it that keeps bringing me back. I love the characters, I love the story, I love the world, everything about it. I, I definitely wish that it had gotten its due, you know, and uh, Hajime Tabata had actually finished out the DLC instead of going, oh, I'm leaving to make my own project and then do literally nothing after that. So, <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard from that guy and like since he left Square Enix, but okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I just really, really like everything about Final Fantasy 15. And as far as next-gen games go, I'm sure I could make an, an argument for myself that Dishonored 2 is better as far as playing a game than Final Fantasy 15. But I just love the shit out of this game, so I had to put it at my number one. Mm-hmm. I love Noctis. Yeah. I love the boys. I love the world. I it's... love the summons. I love the game. It's so good. It was a big road trip with the boys. Was not the yeah, man. It's a road trip with the boys, <laughs> right? You start the game to stand by me. I'm all about yeah. it. You start and expect... end it with stand by me, and I cry every time. 
I, know, I didn't, like, didn't expect every... to start that game with that song, but I uh, I can say that it was a nice little little song. Yes, it was the nice. and the machine cover is really good. A nice time, yeah, man. Yeah. The Ben King one's still pretty good too. It's not as sad though. If that makes sense. No, yeah. Florence and the Machine one is very sad. Yeah. So, uh, it's my turn. Yes. Yes. Fuck you, it's Spider-Man. <laughs> I hope that was less than 10 seconds, because otherwise we're going to get taken down. It was 17 <laughs> seconds, but I'll edit it. <laughs> I'll edit fun. it. That's fun. Hell yeah, dude. Spider-Man is so good. Uh, if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. I agree with that statement. Now, the story mode is so good. The mechanics are great. The costumes are fan servicey and fun as hell. Um, introduction of the world and how, like, all the characters are different, even though we all know these characters. Like, Miles is there. Mary Jane and Peter already have an established relationship. Um, Aunt May already knows about Spider-Man, like, his identity. We see uh, a bunch of villains that nobody really talks about that often, like Screwball and fucking Mr. Negative. Uh, we get to fight with Kingpin, which is really cool. He's not even a Spider-Man villain. That's just a cool thing. We get just all this fun smorgasbord of Marvel madness. It's just, it, I don't know. It hits my niche. Besides, I'm a, a big really comic game. book guy. It hits my niche in, like, mm -hmm. overall world-building and overall, like, open-worldness, where there's always stuff to do, even when everything's done. Like you said, yeah, once you collect everything, everything's done, but they always have those recurring crimes, and you're swinging around, it's yeah. just fun. So I, I think my big thing was I just stopped playing it, you know, once I yeah. hit that Platinum Trophy. And then even when New Game Plus came out, I did it, I got all the collectibles and did everything again, and then I just stopped playing it, because it's like, all right, I'm done. I got nothing else to do. Yeah. And and I've had no reason to go back to it until now where they're like, we're remastering it. And I'm like, oh, well, there's a reason to go back because yeah. technically we're getting like a, like a spinoff game. So And I kind of forgot a few things. So maybe I'll go back just to get like some of the story and I might as well just play it while I'm there. So mm -hmm. I, I get I get it, though. I, like I said, Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. I fucking love Spider-Man. And Dude, it's a really I, game. I, I think I beat the story mode two or three times and I've cried at the same part. You guys know what I'm talking about. I don't yeah, know why. Sad. It's like the same with Logan. I've seen Logan three times, but I still cry every time. It just hits you. You're just like it's the fuck, it's man. the performance, man. Yeah. It's the actor's performance, and that's part of the reason I'm kind of scared to see the new face capture at the mm -hmm. end. Is it gonna make me like as emotional? Because the other guy, gonna he, have a... he did really good. Yeah. yeah, he did a really good job. I think Yuri so... was st Yuri was still in the motion capture, but the face they took wasn't Yuri's. No, yeah, Yuri did mocap. I, I saw him wearing the full mocap suit yeah. uh, for a few for a few things, but the guy who did the uh, the model was John Bubniak. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he was the face. Yeah, and his uh, facial performance was fantastic, especially like when you've uh, a really good facial capture. Besides the um, the scene at the end, um, with Doc with Doc Ock's turn, you can see him go from like happy that they're getting everything to work to like, oh fuck, this is bad for us. Like it's a nice like drop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I'm excited to see the new guy. Or we got it close to looking like Gary Lowenthal, even though it doesn't. Um, so I'm just excited to see how they change all the emotions and all the, the, the cutscenes. It's basically a new game. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's part of the reason I want to go back to it, because it's yeah. going to be like yeah. playing a new game. I'm going to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. As much as I'm excited for Miles, I'm also just excited the fact that it gives me an excuse to play through Spider-Man again. Like, yeah. it's, it's, that's, that's what, and that's... Kind of, it's the kind of sad truth is that I just like having excuses to play through games that I've played through again already. Yeah. 
I mean, it's sad to say because people are saying that miles only takes like between 12 and 20 hours to be done with. That's still a but, good amount of time. But like, I'm going to throw $70 at this game, right? And I'm okay with it because I feel like part of me is paying like 30 for one game and 40 for the other game. So it's kind of like I'm getting like a like a combo pack. Yeah. If you're just paying yeah. 60 bucks to get miles or 50 bucks, whatever, it's I feel 40. like you're kind of doing yourself a disservice if you're not getting the remaster. Yeah. Throw the extra thirty bucks in and get a full game for yeah, just, free yeah. quotes. It, it, I think it's twenty bucks because Miles is uh, fifty, I think, and no, it's Miles seventy. Is th- Miles is thirty nine ninety nine, and then the game. Oh, okay. Uh, the the total one is seventy bucks. But if you think about it, you know most video games cost sixty bucks. So if you think about how oh, if Miles 50. costs sixty, it is fifty. Bucks, it's it a fifty dollar game. No, it's a fifty dollar game. So you're paying twenty bucks to get a sixty dollar game. That's what I'm saying, and that's why I can kind of justify it in my own head, and I'm sure a lot of other people can. It's like you pay seventy dollars, but you're getting two games, mm-hmm. so it's not really yeah. that getting bad. Getting goods. Yeah. CJ, what's CJ, your number one? Number one. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, my number one, Red Dead Two. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I like I have a lot of like like you like you talked about Alex like going back. Like and like, cause I've gone back and played it a couple of times. Like not re- super recently, but like after I finished it for the first time, like I went back and and played it some more. And like you know, I can see like the but like the kinks in the the kink, the cracks in it. Yeah. Like as I go back and played it, but I just from it from like the story and like at least some of the gameplay, cause the gameplay can be a little bit stiff at times. Like I just I like I really liked this game. And like coming off of Red Dead, which was one of my favorite games of all time. Like, I, going in, I had no expectations that this was going to be better than Red Dead 1. And the fact that it managed to do that with, like, Arthur, with, like, the the gameplay, the world, like, everything, like, it it still shocks me that it was as, it was so much better, like, in, at least in my opinion, better than the first one. And oh, the, that's why I wanted to put it up there. And I think that, like, even though, like, a lot of the stuff they do is stupid, like, you know, like, when you have to, like, loop through, like, a cupboard and you have to look at every individual object and put it in your thing, like, as opposed to just having it be, like, a button or whatever. You just but open I still a drawer think, and get everything. Yeah, or every time you skin an animal, you have to physically sit there and watch yourself skin an animal, I, unless I actually, it's on a hill. I figured out a trick to this, and this is what I did every time I skinned an animal. If you drop your horse right on top of the dead animal, he can't do the animation, so he just picks up the pelt off. I was going to say, yeah, because that's the only time that I've seen it. Like, when it's on, like, a weird hill where he can't do the animation, he won't, like, do it, and he just picks up the pelt, and it's, like, fine now. And it's, like... Yeah, you have to force him to not have enough room to do the whole animation. Yeah, and it's, like... Like, I think that, like, the animation stuff is cool because there's a lot of detail into it. And I'm sure somebody spent, like, you know, a lot of man hours making that that animation. Right. But at the same time, five or six times after, like, the 30th time, I'm just over it. Yeah. It's like just like if they had just given us an option, like, to turn some of those off, it'd be perfect. Like, and, and you don't get a lot from carving either. It's like you could sell the meat and pelts and stuff. And it's like, great, you made $12. Like, awesome. Yeah. $12. It's not, it's not a lot at all. The, the missions in-game give you so much more, and it's more worth it to just go and do those than it is to, like, actually try and hunt and, like, get up money. In the post-game, but, it's hard to make money. Like, that. I think that's why they give you that stipend of cash at the end of the game, because they're like, it's, like, impossible that you're ever going to make this much money again. Yeah, because <laughs> they, like, they know, like, okay, well, what if they just want to fuck around some more, and they're like, uh, give them a million dollars. It's like, done. Give just give them like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, that'll get them through. That'll let them buy everything. Well, what yeah. if they sell do stuff do, or lose stuff? Shut yeah. up. 
But yeah, uh, I th- I just I like the characters. Arthur, the end of that game still makes me cry. Yeah, Arthur Morgan is like one of my favorite protagonists in games. Period. And I just really and I just think that if there's one game that had to like signify like the PS4 as like a generation, I feel like Red Dead Two kind of like fits that. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, next generation games, just like yeah, you know, Colmo. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, if, if you know, Spider-Man wasn't so good, to I think like number one. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, that's my number one. It's awesome, man. Yeah. And so, that's been our top ten games of this generation. Hell it's yeah, been a dude. it's been a pretty good list. I, I gotta like say, there was a yeah. there's a good amount of variation on this yeah. list. I, mean, I know we got a couple of overlapping ones. Well, but once once we, we, we all like top five, a lot of them overlap. Uh, it's like oh, here they come. I was actually I was uh pleasantly surprised to see we had a lot of uh, differing opinions on things yeah. it, it made yeah. for a good conversation it's good today. to see that we all had red dead and spider-man on here but they're all in different spots <laughs> uh, yeah i, I like was some... actually laughing when i saw how high up cj or how rather low i guess cj put spider-man i was like oh wow hunter's gonna like kill him i know i, yeah, I, I like him right now i'm I, very upset <laughs> i put there on i was going to get shot in the back of the head by somebody <laughs> as soon as i did hunter's on his way yeah. I'm coming, man. This is just, you know how in Zoom calls where you can make like one of those uh, camera feeds that's like a loop? I'm actually on loop right now. I have the microphone with me, but I'm on loop and I'm coming to get you. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. this all pre-post and I'm going to hear a knocking at my door in like a couple minutes. <laughs> exactly. I, I got to know, how'd you get the lip syncing to work so well? I'm a master, man. I'm a master. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I'm a master. I'm a master. I'm a master. They should hire you to do the anime games. Dude, that'd be so good. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's move into the what we've been playing. Hunter, what were you playing this week? Apparently, I've been playing Wolfenstein Old Booze. That's horrible. Yeah, no. So, uh, Wolfenstein Old Blood, I finally buckled down and played that one. I still got one more Wolfenstein game to play, which is Youngblood. But, um, Nazis, I killed them. <laughs> That's the game. Hey, man, you did it. <laughs> this was um kind of like a short-form expansion to it, kind of like how Miles Morales is a shorter expansion to Spider-Man. Uh, Wolfenstein New Order came out, and then Old Blood came out like a couple months after as like an extra DLC campaign. It's all, it's only like four or five hours if you don't like explore too much. So it's a nice, quick, easy little kill some Nazis, get on with it, and it adds a lot more to the uh, supernatural element than I thought. A lot of the older Wolfenstein games play really heavy into the supernatural stuff, but the newer ones play more into like steampunky mechanics. This one had like. Literally Nazi zombies and a giant mummy. And I was like, what the fuck? It was really cool. <laughs> Big surprise. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, I was playing Valkyria Chronicles 4. I don't know if I talked about this last week or the week before, but I've been playing this for the last so. three weeks. And I just keep forgetting to put it on the list. It's basically <laughs> Fire Emblem, but set during World War Two or World War One. I? I think oh. World War Two. Okay. Technically, it's a made-up war, cool. but it's World War Two era. It's, um... You play as this guy named Claude, and he is a tank operator. John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, he's a tank <laughs> operator, and he just has he rolls with a bunch of anime protagonist characters, uh, and they just fight war. It's really good. There's, I knew it was an anime game. Yeah, it's not anime <laughs> like heavily, but it's anime inspired. Okay. Yeah. So it's really good. Uh, next up, I played Apex Predator Horizon Zero Lawns. That's cool. That sounds <laughs> yeah, like a dude, fun game. It's fucking crazy. Nah, I played Apex Legends Horizon with Alex yesterday, 
and Christina, and it was fucking. The map is so fucking cool. I'm not good yeah, at the game, really which I cool. think I talk about all the time because I suck. But uh, I, I like playing Octane because I can run around a lot. But dude, this the the map is just so cool. It's way better than the Olympus. second map. Yeah, man, Olympus. Second map was kind of fucking like poopies. Even though I it sucks Olympus. because they uh, <laughs> they took Kings Canyon actually. We, we have Olympus for two weeks straight from the launch of the season. That's and then it's going to go into rotation f- between Olympus and World's Edge. They took King's Canyon out entirely. And everyone's oh! like, why? Why have back. you done this? Nobody likes World's point. Edge. Bring King's Canyon back. They'll bring it back at some point. So, yeah, no, I'm playing that. And last but not least, I started up Observation, which is a horror game where you play as AI, similar to, um, it's kind of a mixture of Turing Test and Adrift. But it's made by Devol. It's published by Devolver Digital. I think they're a publishing house, and it's made by these two people, and it's fantastic. It's basically, it's basically a movie. You play as a robot uh, operating system called Sam, and you have to help Emma, your crewmate, um, figure out what's going on and how she ended up in this remote part of space when they were just orbiting Earth. It's really cool. It's got some weird alien conspiracy bullshit going on. It's um, and it's a horror game. In a way where it's like sci-fi horror, like aliens are life without monsters. It's really cool. Very eerie. Very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. only like two or three hours in, maybe. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's not a long game. I think I'm almost done, honestly. Moy cool. Yeah, Alex, what'd you be playing? Uh, we played Apex this week. Like yeah, we, like you talked about, new Yesterday. map is awesome. <laughs> I think it might actually start being my favorite map, just because yeah. of how dense and varied it is. It's very cool. I also like the cars. Uh, yeah, the cars are dope. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. I played it briefly at the beginning of the week, uh, but then you let me borrow these other two games, which have been taking over my life along with Apex. Not so much this one. Watch Dogs 2, right? It's this good. Come you, on, man. Re- okay, so here's the thing. I played, like, four or five campaign missions, right? And I just, it just wasn't jiving with me. So I was like, all right, let me run around the world and start doing some of these world events. I found, like, a red spot with some, like, gangster dudes. I started shooting them up, and I took their stuff. And the cops started chasing me. I'm like, this isn't fun. So uh, I was like, I was like, I don't really like the side content that much. And I just started walking down a pier and I was like, man, I'm kind of frustrated because I really want to like this game, but I'm not really liking this game. So I just punched an NPC in the face and they fell down immediately and nobody did anything about it. I was like, nobody cares. So I just started running down the pier, beating the shit out of people. Dude, I had like a line of like 30 NPCs laying on the ground behind me. And I was like, all right, I I think I got the experience of this game pretty well. And that was kind of where I stopped playing. It definitely has a lot more going for it than the first game from even just the short amount I played. I could tell there's a lot more, but I don't know. It's little things like when I'm driving and randomly square pops up on my screen and I hit square and then my car explodes. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, that wasn't what? So I I just can't, I just can't keep playing. I don't know. There's something about it. I like the characters. I I think the world is really pretty. It's just, it's just not jiving with me. I think I'm kind of getting over these Ubisoft games. I mean, even Valhalla, I've said I want it, but I'm not looking to get it at launch. It's one of those games I'm going to wait for to go on sale. So I think these Ubisoft titles are just starting to wear thin on me just because of how much shit they want you to do and how just whack they're getting. But this other one you let me uh, borrow, Prey, uh, made by Arcane and Bethesda, like Dishonored, which actually kind of brought Dishonored 2 to the forefront of my mind. This game is so fucking cool. I knew you'd like it, dude. I knew you'd like it. Yeah. I am loving this fucking game. I mean, 
from the opening moments where they're like, get on the helicopter. And I'm like, you're not a real gamer if you test if the helicopter blades can kill you. So then I jumped on top of the helicopter and the blades killed me. And then I got a trophy for it. I'm like, this game knows what I'm talking about. And then they give you the recycler grenades that you throw. And it's like, you're like, oh, okay, clearly I don't want to be caught up in these. It wasn't the first, I'm like, recycler grenade, that sounds dangerous. So I'm throwing them. I'm like, yeah, that's something I don't want to be caught in. And then I'm like fighting an enemy who like corners me. I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. I just throw the recycler grenade at him and it bounces off of him and hits me in the face i'm like wait a minute that's not what i wanted and then you get a trophy for recycling yourself this game is just it's one of those games that's filled with a lot of like discovery and unintentional funny awesome cool moments yeah you're and not even I, up to the end though and it's got some I love it. it's got a couple twists and turns for you chief I, trust me you're gonna I am, like get I'm loving mind blown by I'm, the story. I'm loving this game so much that i've offered to purchase it from hunter for five dollars because gamestop <laughs> will only give him 250 for it yeah <laughs> so uh, this is one I can definitely see myself playing through again with all the upgrades and stuff because there's a lot of rooms I'm sure I've walked past at this point that I've forgotten they exist. You also have and to I'm use some of the powers to, to get into them. the rooms. Yeah, so th this is definitely a game that I'm going to want to come back to and play again. I, I just can't wait to get to the end of the story, man. The twists and turns of the story. Oh, I can't really, wait either. Really, really I, I got, I got so many theories right now. My, my main working theory, Don't you don't got to tell me if I'm right right now. My main working theory because of a voice line or... Uh, transcribe I heard midway through the game where Morgan was telling Morgan was telling Alex about um, she's like what if we could imprint our memories on the Typhon and get them to start acting like people so my theory is they did that and you're not actually playing as Morgan you're playing as a Typhon who thinks they're Morgan that's my working theory right now and... you, you know what you, it's a pretty good theory. You're, uh, it, it's, you're not too far I know. off base. I, I'm starting to think that it might be real because I also did the thing because I want to see what happened where you get on the escape craft and I got on the escape craft and they were like, and then I heard Alex's voice. He goes, no, nah, this isn't the one. Start over. I'm like, what was that? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, man. You, you got that, too? I'm like, too? am I in a simulation? I'm oh, like, what's dude, happening? What dude. Is so that kind of oh, reinforced so my idea. You're so that close. I must, I'm like, <laughs> kind of reinforced my idea. I must be a Typhon. And I didn't get up. I, I noticed there was, like, a, a thing that you're supposed to, like, call down, I guess, like, a staircase or something to get up to his escape pod. I just used the glue gun to climb up. There. Yeah, that's what I'm I like, I'm not glue supposed gun. to be up here. So good. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. Uh, dude, there's a, there's a speed run where you can use the glue gun to beat the game in two seconds. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's like I think the world record's like 15 minutes or something like that because yeah. you could just use the glue gun to force yourself out of bounds, and then you're just in space and you just fly down to like the exit and leave. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm Alex, you are very like, close to uncovering the truth, man. Dude, I, I'm just putting pieces together. I'm like, this is making a lot more sense to me as things are going along. I'm also yeah. surprised you played as uh, Lady uh, Morgan. Yeah, well, I, fi no, I, I figured. Um, why not just try something different right yeah yeah i mean i i didn't know uh if they were going to be voice acted or not i wasn't sure how that was going to go they got i was like oh. i was like we got this guy who i had seen him in trailers i saw the brother alex so i already knew that uh, you were going to be related to him and i was like well we already have one male in the sibling dynamic so i might as well throw a female in there i think on my new game plus run though i'll probably play as a male version of morgan because i just want to hear the dialogue in the male voice. Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. Yeah. I really like the game, though. I'm very happy. I yeah. totally would have put it on my scary games list. It, I, I don't think it. it's as scary as 
uh, CJ had made it out to be. It's atmospheric horror. <laughs> I, it's very I'm a child when it comes to this stuff. So like, I walk into a he was room like, he was like, I was going into the room and I was making sure there were no mimics. I'm like, I walk in the room with a shotgun and I'm like, I hope there's a mimic. <laughs> I walk in this. Let's go. I can I, go. I'm like, I'm like, which one of you chairs that, is sweating? Yeah, the second I see that detection meter, I'm like popping my slow mo, turning around with the shotgun, like you messed up. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm loving it though. It's it's really hitting that like Bioshock itch that I've been missing I told too. You man, it's Bioshock yeah. in space. Yeah, I'm, really I'm happy you like it, and me. Yeah, man, I'm happy that you guys turned me on to it. <laughs> CJ, what have you been playing? Uh, sp- uh, speaking of being turned on to uh, games, uh, I finally started Final Fantasy 15. Oh my god. You know, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not su- I'm not super far in. I'm at, like, I want to say I've played for, like, 10 hours or so, and I'm at the part now where, like, the city, like, gets overtaken and your dad dies or whatever. Oh, wow. You can You've been playing a long time. Well, yeah, because I've just been running just, around just doing shit. that part. Yeah, wow. Uh, I'm going to tell you now, CJ, um, don't feel afraid to run forward through the story mode because there's going to be a point where Gladio, like, leaves your party and when he rejoins you, that's your indication that, okay, now you want to, like, start really getting into the world events. Like, I'm sure what you're doing right now to make it last, it, it's a smart plan because you're leveling up, right? And you're going to be able to take on that higher level content when you get mm-hmm. to that point. But when Gladio leaves and then comes back to your party, know that that's the point you really want to take the overworld activity seriously. Because the chapter after that, that's kind of where the story like takes off and starts taking you on a more linear oh, direction. Oh yeah, they shoot you okay. up real fast. All right, so, so I'll be wary for if Gladio yeah. just happens to randomly just dip out for a while. Yeah, he's like, fun. I'm just, he's like, I gotta leave. It's like, what? And he he's doesn't. Like, tell I gotta you what go. He's doing. That's yeah. the DLC. You find out what he's doing in the DLC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. As soon as, as soon as I got to that like little port town, I was like so happy because I'm like, oh wow, this place is pretty, and I'm like, fishing. Yeah. And the game is really fucking pretty too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of varied locations you're gonna see. I think you're gonna like the game a lot more as you go. Cause right now you're still in those very early segments where the enemies are kind of tame, but yeah. there's a lot of cool shit that you're gonna see. I, I hope that the story just rings with you. You know, yeah. that that's I know it pushed a lot of people off, but for me, I loved it. Yeah, that's a funny I'm not story super... about it too. Um, so back when I beat it, I was like, oh man, I know uh, Draven would like this game a lot, so I let Draven uh, play it and. He got a couple hours in, and you know that part where you have to keep up with Arden because he's driving somewhere? Mm-hmm. Draven fucked up the car so bad that his car could not keep up with Arden, and he was stuck in a loop where the checkpoint was he has to start driving, so he could not repair the car, and he kept getting stuck, and he lost. And he's oh, like, no. He's like, I was stuck for like 30 minutes, and I couldn't go. And I'm like, that sucks, man. Yeah, well, I, I got some also good advice then for you, CJ. Fix your car if it's busted, man. Yeah. I, I don't know okay. about you. It's not hard to it's not exactly. fuck up the car. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't really had any experience with fucking up Ignis the car. Drive. It's really not hard to fuck up the car. If you let Ignis drive, the car will never get fucked up. And as mm-hmm. you go, Cindy will keep giving you car upgrade missions to go and get different parts for it. At the mm-hmm. point where my regalia is at, because I'm New Game Plus like three times, I have all the upgrades for it. I can mash into the walls. I can fucking drive into the guardrails, and my car will be fine. I hope in <laughs> so. Final Fantasy 16 they give you more free range on the vehicles because this one was like the first time they gave you a real vehicle, and you were I pretty. Doubt. You, I was going to really say the vehicle's probably going to be a fucking horse-drawn carriage. It's probably going to be like Maybe. airships again. 
Uh, I don't think you're going to see cars and things because, like, it looks very high fantasy. Brick yeah, yeah, it looks a little you want to consider like the horse of vehicle. 11, yeah. 11, 12. Uh, I'm glad you play. I'm glad you played it for that long and didn't put it down yet, and you still want to yeah, play more. That's I, cool. Yeah, I still want to. I still want to go through and play it. Play it. I mean, like I said, I've been doing like all the side stuff and just like fucking around, and it's, it's super fun. Yeah, well. I, I'm glad you like it, man. I, I definitely yeah. recommend uh, picking up the Royal Edition if you ca if you can if you see it on sale because they always sell it for like less than ten bucks. So maybe keep an eye out on Black Friday. I know you already bought the game or you own the game or whatever, but yeah. it'll literally give you all the like DLC and extra outfits and everything to use, extra weapons that mm -hmm. they had put out. So. It's really just yeah. not. It's it's one of those things that you really don't need to pass up. The only thing you wouldn't get is episode Arden, mm -hmm. which it, it is what it is. You could yeah, it's just you really the Pronto it. DLC is Metal Gear, so that's fun. Metal it kind Gear. of is, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, it's also you, you get to experience uh, with the bro switches, right? You can switch to the different bros. Oh, you can. Oh right, that's actually um, it's in the abilities. It's something that you have to spend uh, your AP on. You can oh. switch to the different bros. I, when I when that update came out, I already had like a shit ton of it stored up. So for me, it was just an unlock. But oh, when nice. I when I had played the game originally, you could only play as Noctis. Same. You couldn't oh. play the other characters at all. But now you can play as all of them if you just go into the the abilities and you unlock that thing for them. You can switch to the other boys. I heard oh, if cool. you play as Pronto, you can never lose a fight because you just hang out in the back while Noctis and company just fuck shit up. Well, the thing about Prompto is, right, uh, especially on a New Game Plus run, after you've done the DLC, you should... Prompto gets his pistol that you can give him normally. He gets an SMG, which if you play through his DLC, you can get him an accessory that lets him fire his SMG unlimited. <laughs> uh, he gets a rocket launcher. And he gets he the gets infinite ammo headband. And he gets hand grenades. So he, yeah. he's like a disgusting mess, Prompto, when you have him like <laughs> level 99 with all of his best gear and stuff. He is literally the guy to be. I mean, Gladio's nothing to scoff at either, though. That guy oh, can do max damage in every hit. He, he, is a, he is a monster, Gladio. I, I almost prefer playing as Gladio more than I prefer playing as Noctis now because you can finish fights faster. Yeah. <laughs> in and out, real quick. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, CJ, what's the last bit yeah. of shit you've been playing? Uh, only other thing I've been playing is uh, the Pokemon DLC came out like a couple, like a week or two ago, and I've been playing through a lot of that. Like, it's good. I mean, like I said, Sword and Shield isn't like my favorite game, but like this, the new DLC specifically, like they added like all the legendaries back in and yeah. added like the new ones. So it's cool to see like, like all the new ones. And the cool thing is that like, for at least like with the legendary, like the new legendary birds, they aren't just like you know like in one spot you go through some story mode stuff and then the birds are just there mm -hmm. like you go to you go to this spot where like they're supposedly all at a cutscene plays and then it's like oh you need to go find them now and it's like yeah. and it's like one of them is in the new area with with the dlc another one goes back to the like original like area that you play through in the main game and the other one goes to the uh the first dlc area and i think that's that's cool and i wish that they had done that more because, like, I like the idea of being like, oh, I need to go to this area and try and find out where he is and, like, actually, like, hunt them down and catch them as opposed mm -hmm. to them waiting in a room for me to come and just, you know, throw a ball at them. Yeah, like so. from, from my understanding, the newest DLC is primarily for, like, stacking a competitive team, right? I think. I mean, they uh, the biggest thing that they added back in was the, was the legendaries. I mean, like, they have this new thing, like, 
I think it's called like Dynamax Adventure now, where you can yeah. pretty much like you battle three basic like Pokemon, and you're then like at the guaranteed end, guaranteed a legendary at the end. I've yeah, seen a lot you, of people getting shiny legendaries from. Yeah, the shiny the shiny odds for that for some reason are extremely like high. Like I don't I don't know what it is without it, but like if you have the shiny charm, which like just increases your chances, there's like a one in twenty five chance that at least one of the Pokemon that you get per run will be shiny, which is like. Pretty good. Oh, a guy considering. on Twitter, he posted a small video. It was like, which Pokemon do you want to keep? This normal Rhydon or this shiny Latios? It's like, yeah, uh, it's like, <laughs> like well, please. Like, the the Rhydon. The, the, the Rhydon. I'd like the Smeargle. Me. I like the right. I got a Smeargle. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's It seems pretty cool so far. I'm still playing it and doing shining hunting and whatnot. So. Yeah. Really I'm, hope that Pokemon can like pull their shit together. Fucking Nintendo, make a more powerful system than the Switch and make a real Pokemon game that's like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. That would be fucking make it so that shit. Make That'd it so sick. it doesn't look like it belongs on the PS3. Yeah, Damn. make it so it doesn't look like it belongs on the end of the 3DS. <laughs> Alright, coolio, coolio. Any other closing right, so... arguments you guys got? No, not real arguments. What are we arguing about? I, I just mean it's been, it's, it's been a very gen- civil discussion. General phrasing. <laughs> We're very civil. Yeah. Nah, so I, I think, think Spider-Man too low on his fucking list. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll, so I'll close this out as it is written in our normal uh, text docket. Uh, yeah. Ass. This has been pound that button. Uh, thank you for listening. You can follow the podcast at pound that button on social media. You can follow Hunter and at Scruffy Moose Man. You can follow Alex at the Big Lebowski with a three after the L uh, on Twitter. And you can follow me, CJ, at Mr. Baboon Man on Instagram or at Man Baboon on Twitter. Leave a rating, uh, a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Keep pounding that button, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. I, I like how we each say Alex's uh, handle differently. I say with a three before the E, and you say with a three after the L. <laughs> I've, switched, I've switched over to three after the L because there's two E's in this. I don't know. I just, I just, I, I have so no. It idea. could be, it could be T H E three, or it could be L three E. You know, it could be either or. I see so, that, but, but my brain putting goes three before the, the E because it rhymes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. My wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs>